0: Hello and welcome to Fools Rush In STFC Fan Chat, your weekly episode where we discuss everything going on at SN1, and uh, and we can announce the title of this episode actually on the episode um, because we've just been chatting off air with our special guest Liam from Lower League Look, who is also a Bradford City fan, and. the chant shit rockin' robin has offended him almost as much as the result of Saturday's game hurt. Um, also joining us today is Ben and Ned. How are you, gents?
1: All good, good. thanks. Yeah, good,
0: thank uh, you. Welcome aboard, Liam. So tell us, what exactly about the shit rockin' robin chant upset you so much?
2: You've seen your mascot. <laughs> right the thing is it what well, you, you said it almost upset me as much it did it did it upset me more like i heard it i could just hear them chanting it and i was looking i was like oh they must have a really good mascot <laughs> so i googled Rockin' robin swindon and it looks like a cross between a future armor character and angry bird like he's not he don't look like a robin um i don't know what he's got his three eyebrows for but <laughs> yeah i tell you something him and Billy Banton. Billy'll knock him out. <laughs> That's true. he looks flat. He looks two D. How does a mascot look two D? Anyway, yeah, no, that offended me more than the than the the game. Um, the result didn't sit well with me. Um, but performance wise, I I can't fault us. Um, a couple of performances that maybe weren't weren't great from our place, but the, the way we played in that game, I, I went into that and. We, for, for a long time, I think we've gone into games quite reserved and you know expecting the worst. And Saturday, I went in thinking, squeeze a draw. We could have, at any point, taken that game. It could have been three, four, five all, that game. Um, but unfortunately, you've got that long head. We won't get into it. I we'll
0: we'll touch on McCurdy a little bit later, if that's OK.
2: <laughs> yeah, go on then. Yeah. Um, <laughs>
0: Well, let, listen, let, let's, as we normally do, reflect on the weekend's action um, from the beginning. And I've, I've had a couple of messages from um, regular panellists, Rich, and from Joe, who were there but couldn't make it tonight. I'm um, interested, Liam, to see how your opinion overall differs from these. So I'll just read these out quickly. So Rich said, um, my thoughts on Saturday was that we started very slow, weren't in control in the early goings. They could have scored three or four, but Jojo saves us. Just before the goal, just before their goal, sorry, we settled into the game, but switched off for a split second. We responded in the best way possible. Second half, we were much like we have been in a lot of our away games this season. I knew when they hit the crossbar twice inside a minute, it wasn't going to be their day. Um, funny when Craig messaged the group saying, um, Bradford, would do a goal? I actually muted the group. <laughs> Um, because it's his superstition. If you don't take your chances, likelihood you won't win the game. Um, We had the upper hand in the dying minutes, and it was an incredible atmosphere. The game could have gone either way. You can see how improved Bradford are, and they will definitely help teams out in the promotion race, as they have seven of the current top eight in their last 10 games. Um, Hopefully they can replicate it and get six points out of six. What? That doesn't make sense, Rich and get six points out of six tomorrow. Rich, that's poor. <laughs> this is why I should proofread before I read these. Out. Up until then, Rich, it was going very well. <laughs> um, Joe also messaged in and said, um, if you want my tale of the game, they battered us for 20 minutes. We then battled hard and defended well against a physical team. Three points probably was a robbery, but we'll take it. Reid was man of the match.
2: Um. It's hard hard to disagree on that. I, I don't think I don't think we only battered for twenty minutes. I think it was it was strange. The first twenty minutes was all us, um, but then it was like you had a ten minute window, then we had a ten minute window, and it was back and forth like that. And it was it was really strange to watch because we've the one thing that we seem to struggle with, and again, it proved it's Saturday. We go one nil up, and we don't know what to do. Um, and in most games when we've gone one nil up this season, we've conceded. Um, And that's why we've drawn so many games, won all this season. I think we've drawn 14 or 15 games.
0: We said that a lot, particularly in the first half of the season, didn't we, about Swindon as well? And and we've spoken a lot this year about this mythical plan B, plan C thing. And and only in recent weeks has that started coming into fruition that that we seem to be able to adapt to it. Mm.
2: We we didn't seem to have a plan B or C earlier this season. Um, But, you know, we've, we've changed manager... And the, the difference is it's night and day. To be able to... I think the exciting thing for me is we saw the performances that this same team were putting in before Mark Hughes came in and to see him get these performances out of these players, it makes you wonder what he's going to do when he's got his own players in front of him. And I, I, I actually think with how we've played, if we can continue that, we'll get some results in the next few games. We've got Forest Green on Saturday. And for me, at the minute, Forest Green are one of the most out-of-form teams in the league. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. They're there for the taking, and it would be so typical of us to have gone on the run that we've gone on. I think we've lost five in a row now, six in a row possibly. It'd be typical of us to go to the top of the league and turn them over. I mean, you guys were third earlier in the season when we came to you, um, mm. and big Theo Robinson, who I know you guys know <laughs> quite well. Um, <laughs> boys, it's his only shot on target this year. He's um, useless. <laughs> it, it's
1: no, useless no, it's not fire
2: do you know god god loves a trier my, my missus is like, i always he't my misses she loves him and i always say to her I say look he's a trier and mm. for, for us at this stage with what we're in and the, the you know the issues we've gone we just needed players that were willing to die for the shirt and he will die for the shirt is he the best footballer no he's, he's not the best footballer but unfortunately he's what we've got so you know i i agree i agree to an extent that I mean, you guys did defend well, but the fact that you had to defend well against us is a testament to what where we've been and where we are now, I suppose, because we weren't being that team up until recently. It's nice to hear that you had to defend. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, Ned, for, from a Swindon perspective, obviously, it's a lot better than it could have been. Um, and the fact that, we've managed to to steal the three points if you like is is a good sign for us
3: um yeah yeah i mean that's the sign of a good team really isn't it um but um i mean i just want to sort of go on with the uh, description of the game you know uh, my analogies um the that first i mean i didn't know whether it was bradford playing brilliantly or whether it was just us just seemed like we never played with each other before. By putting a group chat after 15, 20 minutes, I said, oh, my God, this is bloody awful. Looks like we've never played with each other before. Um, but, yeah, honestly, um, I, I I really thought Bradford were really good. <laughs> honestly, I mean, it's... Because not only did, you know, all their players are full of running, it was, um, you know, all the players were physical as well. I mean they're so dang- I mean it's just you don't often see that do you know what I mean it's if if they're big bruisers it's usually just lump it and you know push everyone out of the way or you know you know all the all the dark arts of football but you know it they just seem to look like a you know a team that should be up in the top 6 and yeah I I mean I, if it's alright if I could just ask Liam a couple of questions and that's right. Callum Cook, does he play like that week in week out? I thought he had a really good game.
2: Um, Callum Cook has the potential to be the best player in this league by a long, long way. Um, Unfortunately, this season, uh, for whatever reason, um, you know, like I say, Eric Adams was the manager. It just didn't work. And that Callum Cook from Saturday is the one that we've been crying out for. Mm. Saturday was the first time we've seen him this season, or maybe, maybe a couple of games at the beginning of the season, but We've not seen him for a long time, but he's genuinely... He can control the game. He's, he's kind of like a Paul Scholes in that way, where he doesn't need to do a lot of running. He can just pick mm. the ball up and he can control the game from a spot. Um, so, yeah. no, hey, Callum Cook. I'm glad you picked out Callum Cook, because for me, yeah, he was up there. with.
1: The yeah,
3: absolutely. Because um, when we listened to your um, um, Twitter space, uh, you know, when Fifey took part in Ben, um, I mean... It was mentioned on there that Alex Gilliard was going to be the uh, the sort of star of the show. Um, but I, I mean, I, I think he was um, shadowed by Gareth Evans, you know, of Cook, as he said. I think Jan Songo had an absolutely incredible performance as well. He was so unlucky not to score that Edda. Um, I, I just thought they looked an absolutely brilliant side. And we, there's no way in this planet we deserve to get three points in that game. I know that we. You know, we started to come into the game in the last 15, you know, 20 minutes possibly. But we we should have been several goals down by that point. Um, but, you know, it is where it is.
2: Um, I mean, and... we, we all thought Gilead would be. Gilead's been, for the last three, four weeks, the most consistent performer. And the three players you just named there, Gareth Evans, Callum Cook, Jan Songo. Um, Gareth Evans hasn't played since, I think, early November maybe maybe earlier than that um Callum Cook hasn't pointed performance and, and Songo's not been great mm. so uh, if you'd have asked me to pick three players that would overshal- overshadow Alex Gilliard, <laughs> they'd have been bottom of my list um <laughs> the thing with Gareth Evans is I've got a lot a lot of time for Gareth Evans Gareth Evans is this is his second time with us he, he played with us up until 2009 um and in 2009 we were in a Worse situation than we are now. We were sort of around the position that, like Carlisle, and we were looking at going down. It was it was not looking great, and we played Stockport, and Gareth Evans got a, a last gasp winner against Stockport, and that seemed to be a catalyst for us. So, for me, I'm like he kept us in the football league. Um, he's been booed off the pitch this season. He's been booed onto the pitch this season. Um, and on Saturday he just seemed to have that freedom. And I mean we've got Andy Cook up front, and Andy Cook's a bully as far as a forward's concerned, he is a big bruising forward and Gareth Evans bullied him out of the way to score the goal. And Like (laughs) when I, when I saw him do it, I was like, that's what we need. We need that. We need Gareth Evans in that vein of form and that determination because we've relied on Callum Cook, sorry, not Callum Cook, Andy Cook all season. And, you know, we needed that second person. We've never had two fit strikers, like two first choice fit strikers. Lee Angle was injured. Then Cook got injured when Angle came back. Cook came back and Angle went out injured again. So we've never had that pairing solidly. Um, but yeah, no, I, I agree. I think we, we could have been three or four at the same time. We could have been three or four down if it hadn't been for Songo. Um, Bass pulled off some phenomenal saves. Um, but then, you know, the mistake at the very end cost us it. And, you know, that's what that's the difference between the top of the league and where we are. You, you get those opportunities and you take them.
3: Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I just want to put a massive shout out for Frenchie as well cuz I've not been his biggest fan historically but when he come on he I don't really think anyone on job.
0: this podcast has been his biggest
3: fan historically. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> but um yeah I mean he he was it seemed to be that um the, the you know I, I suppose um you can argue that um Cooper has been quite vocal at the back but it seemed to be just to organize you know everything that experience head at the back um you know I'm not sure whether he was marking um uh Andy Cook or not but uh you know it it was it was good I was, I was saying to the missus actually I was saying you know when um Frenchie come on I was just like oh, for fuck's sake you know <laughs> what, what's going on here I mean, We 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 conceded we've Wave the white flag. We've brought on Frenchy, but no, I mean fair play. He did a great job. But um, yeah, boundary of old. It was boundary of old a couple of years ago under Wellens. That was that's what we got.
1: So it was good.
2: See so how you, you guys had Wellens, didn't you? I forgot that.
1: Yeah, we loved at the time. Loved him.
2: He he came for the job at ours. He was at the game two days before Mark Hughes was unveiled. He was he was at the game apparently. Um, so he was a he was a front runner for the job, but you know never got it and. I don't really think anyone can tell me that we've made a bad decision in terms of manager. I mean, well, time will tell. Um, yeah. We've got to give him time. We, at the minute, It's he,
4: a 50-50. You've made a 50-50 shout. It's going to go one or two ways. To be honest which, with
2: you. There's with no Mark, one who I'd rather Mark have Hughes, in charge.
4: What the Marcuse?
2: In a 50-50 challenge like in terms of League 2, and being able to attract players. because This is the thing. Anyone outside the championship that gets released by a club and he's looking for somewhere to go, Mark Hughes yeah, but- is the manager that's going to put, your arm, put his arm around you and get you to come to this club. It's not going to be the fans. It's not going to be the size of the ground. It's going to be Mark Hughes as Bradford. That's what it's going to be, the manager at this stage. And you hate to say it because people always say there's no one bigger than the club. He is. He is bigger than the club at the minute. And let's see what happens. So are
0: you looking at it as an appointment then in, in the same vein? Slightly different, I suppose, but the same way like it's Wayne Rooney's derby, that kind of thing.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And I think you'll you'll see it on, on Sky Sports News, you'll see it on the on BBC Sport and things like that. We we, until he leaves this club, will be referred to as Mark Hughes as Bradford. That's what we will be called, and I'm I'm fine with that. <laughs> I am more than happy to be called Mark Hughes' as Bradford. Um until he goes wrong, in which case, you know, we can
4: have that name back. I, I, I think you do yourself a disservice there. Do you? I think, yeah, yeah, I think the badge on the shirt is always bigger than the name on the back. You know what I mean? I don't think, you get a lot of these managers like Mark Hughes, um, the ones that have managed, that have gone from playing football, being really good footballers at the top flight, then go into management, are hungry for a short space of time. And I think Mark Hughes, like we had Phil Brown, we had Phil Browning. You look at oh, Phil Brown. before he came to us. Well, hang on. You know, he got hollered. He was a bloody great, passionate manager. He kept hollered. He came to us and he had no hunger for the game. He couldn't, he couldn't, he couldn't be asked. And that's my fear with Mark Hughes. He's been a lot higher as he still got the passion and the energy to take you higher. You know, I so think you do yourself a disservice by saying Mark Hughes is Bradford because... When I think of Bradford, you know, I don't think you're as, as big as a lot of your fans say you are, however, you've got that ex Premier League pedigree. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll just disagree with you there a little bit.
2: No, I, I get what you're saying, and I think historically, yes, we can, but at the minute, where we are at the minute, I think to get the name of Mark Hughes in is bigger than what. I mean, if, if, if he wasn't bigger than us, he'd have been in the odds. You know, everyone's known Mark Hughes is trying to get into the game, trying to get back into the game. And he's, he's come to a, a League Two club. He approached us, which that's the, 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 the more baffling thing for me. Like, we didn't approach him. He approached our club. His, his email went into the CEO's spam folder, um, and, and, and like legitimately. And the CEO was clearing out his his inbox um, and had to empty his spam and saw the email from Mark Hughes.
3: Mark um, Hughes and Nigerian Prince. Right yeah, yeah, he's still using,
2: <laughs> still using hotmail. Um, but no, the, the thing, I, I I think the thing with Mark Hughes is at the minute he can't afford for this to go wrong mm-hmm. because yeah. he needs to go, he needs to be higher up. And I, and I, I, I have no issue with saying that he's using us as a stepping stone. But if we manage to ride that wave and get, Exactly. Back on an, an, an upward trajectory that, you know, the trajectory that Phil Parkinson put us on. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, I think overall, obviously his name's not bigger than, than, than the club, but at the minute, because of where we are, he's a bigger name than I think we could have ever expected to get at this league. And I think,
0: Reputationally speaking.
2: Yeah, I mean, people, more people in the world of football will know Mark Hughes than will know Bradford City. And that, that's, unfortunately, it is the way it is. My mum... Was a Man United fan when she was growing up. She came to the game on Saturday because Mark Hughes is manager. She was like, I like Mark Hughes. He was my favourite player growing up. And it's like the
1: same with Paolo. Yeah, same with Paolo. Same
2: with Paolo for yourselves. Yeah. But the the difference thing with Paolo is he didn't have that pedigree of like Mark Hughes has never managed outside of the Premier League. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Five years ago, he just finished sending, uh, finishing ninth for the third season in a row with Stoke in the Premier Mm -hmm. League. And he's now at Bradford City. And it's going to be interesting to see what he can do because. We haven't got that money. You know, this is a manager who signed Robinho. He signed uh, Vincent Company. I think he signed Carlos Tevez for Man City. No, not, no, not for Man City. He didn't know, sorry. Um, but he signed some big, 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 big players at Man City and he's he's not going to be able to, He's going to have a transfer budget smaller than some of their wages. I
0: imagine he signed Peter Crouch for Stoke as well.
2: Yeah, and Shaqiri. Was it Shakiri as well? <laughs> Shakiri, yeah. Yeah. So when Shakira is lining up for Bradford next season, we will be laughing, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, McCurdy won't be putting his messages out on Instagram then, will
1: he? Well,
0: <laughs> on the subject of of McCurdy, and, and Ben, we, we will dive a bit deeper to this in, in the next thing that I, I want to come across. But I mentioned to um, Ned about the importance for us to get the result and, and how important it was for us to get the result in the way we did. You know, play, play till the final minute, that kind of thing. Don't give up you know you you, it will happen if you keep trying kind of thing and we've mentioned it a few times over the course of the season um and it's a wider conversation in football these days you hear the um pundits on sky and bbc roy Keane's always going on about it about characters these days (laughs) and how the 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 umbrella of character has changed in modern football um Results like Saturday is what shows character of a team. And to have character in a team, the players need to have that character
1: within themselves. Well, to start with, you know, we we're a bit of a disaster because in the first 10, 15 minutes, Cooper suffers an injury that we've just turned out as his his season ending. So Cooper's done now. Yeah, I we've hope it's not
0: career ending.
1: No, it's not career end. But Brandon Cooper's now not going to play another game this season. Um, and he played like 80 minutes without injury. And yep. unbelievably so. And he didn't even notice till the game was over. And for him to go through the game, we lost Tomlinson in the warm-up as well. Yep. And he's such a huge player for us. Yeah, and, and he's... he's could the team. His loan's probably... essentially been cancelled as well his, now, is He's it? basically up now as well and it obviously then Hunt has to go left back and we've got a centre back playing at right back and it completely discombobulates the back which probably contributed to the poor start um, and to start so badly, go one down to turn that around because it was basically started like Tranmere, and then we turned that around you know, managed to it was like, you imagine an arm wrestle and they're forcing our arm down and they've got one up and they've nearly forced us down and then we put it back that's pretty much how that game went, and then it was just two and throwing, and in the end we sort of like punched his face and put the arm down to win it. <laughs> but it was it was like that. We showed a lot of character, a lot of grit. Um, they had new manager bounce. They had the fan. They had a great atmosphere. They had everything behind them. Everything was pushing on for a home win, and we resisted and we managed to come out and nick a win. Uh, and that is what promotion teams do. So. Um, all credit to him they've got a tough few games coming up but they won't get tougher than that one
0: And Christian on on the subject of what the result means in the bigger picture a lot of people are are still saying despite their poor current form Forest Green have pretty much already done enough but that sort of from second downwards uh, and I know Liam you've got your views on this which we'll come to in a minute but from sort of second downwards it's still very tight and, and it's important to keep picking up these points you know, it's not a case of let's try and settle for playoffs. Auto- automatic promotion still there if we can put a run together. Two points,
4: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, for- Forest Green, every season, they've been doing it for years. They they, 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 they get this big lead at the top and let it slip. This season, I think they've left it a bit late to let it slip. So I think they're going to get, you know, the pack's going to close in on them. But I think they'll have done enough to get in the top three. They probably won't win. The, they, they might not win the league for Green. They will go up. Um, I, you know, I've got no doubt of that. They will finish top three, go up, and get absolutely dicked by Cheltenham next season. You know, <laughs> um, in the we, we in the case with us, I you know I've said it all the way, all the way through. I predicted twelfth. I'm going to stick with twelfth, and I think I'm wrong. I'm probably going to be wrong. But what
0: I, what I, hope, I think you're like, going to be wrong by about
4: nine, ten places. Well, yeah, yeah, probably, probably feet, but I'm not, I'm not one of these people that changes my mind like "Run with the foxes, run with the hounds," like a lot of our supporters. That you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, power's God. Oh, power's a bad man. You know, I've got my opinion and I stick to it. So I'm going to stick with 12, like I said. However, I'd like to see us now like I said, we've got to be there and thereabouts that top seven. And if we finish top, if we get in the top three, brilliant. What a fantastic achievement. If we finish between four and seven and get in the playoffs, that's not a catastrophe. And then, you know, we've got a puncher's chance. If we could play every playoff game away, we'd probably go up. But unfortunately we've got to play at home as well. (laughs) And, uh, and Liam, I
0: know.
4: Um, I believe I'm right
0: in saying Forest Green have a have a not exactly favourable game next up.
2: Yeah, well, we're playing them on Saturday um, <laughs> at Forest Green, and you look at it. Aside from the bottom five teams in the league, Forest Green are the well, and aside from those um, are the out of form team in the league. I think what what you're saying that they will finish top three. I I think Mansfield will win the league. Um mm. And I think if you look, if you take a step back and look at the league, Forest Green are 12 points ahead of Mansfield at the minute. They've played two games more. Mansfield have still got to play Forest Green home and away, and they've got two games in hand. That's the 12 points done. You know, if they if they beat Forest Green twice and win their two games in hand, they're on level. Um, mm. They'd actually be a head on goal difference. So for me, I think Mansfield will win the league. We we played them last week, and I, I'll say. Mansfield have got resorts um who right. scored, scored against us. Yeah, he reminds right. me a lot of McCurdy. He, he Like, he, the, the way that he moved on the ball, um, yeah, his positioning, he reminded me a lot of McCurdy and I think, I think Mansfield will, will, will win the league. Um, when you said, by the way, when he said 12th and you said you'd be about nine places off, you can't think you're going to finish 21st, surely. <laughs> 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 um, no, uh, obviously you get, you, you, you get in at third. I think anything from – I think first and second will be Mansfield, Forest Green. Um, Mm. I think that third spot's up up for grabs. Um, I'll I'll be honest, with how close this league seems to have been this season, I wouldn't want to go into the playoffs this year. I wouldn't want to play any of those teams in the playoffs because obviously Tranmere are in a bad run at the minute, but their blip's going to end at some stage. They they can be a a big, big, big team to come up against. But do you know what? Given – up until I read McCurdy's Instagram post that I said I hope you guys get third, but now you can stay down with us. As far as I'm concerned, <laughs> I'll. Do you know what? I'll even let you get to final of playoffs, and I will watch you lose.
1: Oh, that's what we usually do. We, we're, yeah, that. we're
4: not
2: We've very good, that
1: good
4: at playoffs, playoffs anymore, unfortunately. for it's worth, and fucking the trend, I've had my run-ins with McCurdy, so I'm not a big fan of him. So. <laughs> just, do you know
2: what? Do
4: you know what? I appreciate, I appreciate it as a footballer, but he just needs to shut his fucking mouth. <laughs> he's well, uh
2: he, he's i think the issue and for me and i i picked up on this i came out of the ground on saturday and there was a lot of fighting um a lot a lot of fighting and i don't think putting a post saying bradford's a shit hole i want to go home when that's what your fans were chanting outside the ground causing the fights i'm like i don't think really did any favors um there was a big police presence and there, there were a lot of Dodgy things going on outside that ground, but you know what? It is what it is. Well, to
0: be fair, they they probably saw that viral video of the two ten-year-olds that was chasing one of the away coaches outside the county ground a few oh, weeks back yeah. and got
3: scared. <laughs> so, so that's why Rich can't make it. He's in custody. Is that yeah. right?
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you did. You guys got you got done for it, didn't they? Didn't they get done for it? Yeah.
1: All oh, those little kids. Yeah, they. they yeah. Got, yeah, they got done. Yeah. <laughs> Good.
2: Well um
0: you've all kind of mentioned his name so let's let's talk about mccurdy nominated for the second month in a row for player of the month um so congratulations to him And i'm kind of going to mix the format up a bit tonight because a lot of the topics i wanted to cover we've kind of had a question sent to the mailbag linked into it so on the loosely associated to mccurdy and and liam if, if you're happy to stay on um we can turn it into a Bradford question for you as well, for any or of uh, any fellow Bradford fans that that uh, will watch this episode. Um, so the question linked to McCurdy is, you're driving to the next game, in this case, Exeter for us, um, and the team coach has broken down. You you guys might have heard the story of what happened before Bradford. Um, mm-hmm. uh, was it the, I want to say the Adford guys, their, their car broke down and they got picked yeah. up by Rob Angus on the way?
1: CEO, yeah.
0: That's it. Um, You've got room in your car for one player that's not McCurdy. Who are you picking up for the team coach? And and Liam, I'll ask these guys first, but if you want to pick up any Bradford player to take him to a game... You oh, I, thought you, mean, I well.
2: thought you meant Swindon players. I was going to say I, just put, mean, my up, I put my feet up on the seat. No, no, no. You, you,
0: <laughs> you can pick one Bradford player because their coach is broken down as well. But Ben, I'll ask you first. Which Swindon player are you uh, picking
1: up and taking to the game? Who would I pick up and take to the game? Um... That's not McCurdy. No, it's not McCurdy. No, it probably would be Johnny Williams because everyone seems to love him. He seems the most popular guy in the squad. Everyone thinks he's brilliant. And I want to see what the fuss is about because we've barely heard him this season because the club do not do interviews. So yeah, I'd have, um, I'd, have, I'd have super Johnny Williams.
0: I think Ned's just Who? frustrated that you haven't called him Johnny fucking Williams. Like Johnny Ned. fucking Johnny Williams. Williams. Sorry, Ned. Come Johnny <laughs> fucking Williams. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Johnny
1: fucking Williams.
0: Come on, Ned. Which, uh, which player are you picking up and taking to the game?
3: Well, there's only one answer for this. Because if, well, obviously, Christian hates McCurdy. But there's only one answer to this. Because if McCurdy rates him as God, then it's got to be Jack Payne. Because he, he's got to have something about him in order to make um, McCurdy think he's God. So I'm, I, I,
0: to... I was going to say Payne as well. Christian, who are you picking up and taking to the game? I'm
3: going to pick up...
4: Dion Conroy and... Accident. Let me guess. No, wait, wait, wait. Let me
0: guess how this ends. You're going to pick up Dion Conroy and take him to a different game? Take yeah, yeah, him to I'll Cheltenham. I'm
4: going to, I'm
1: going to take a roll turn and he's going to end up in fucking Cornwall. <laughs> I thought you'd That's take him... to the you're t- talking about. I Liam, thought you'd take him, you- <laughs> him to Cheltenham, CK, mate. I thought you'd take him to Cheltenham, try and nick him. So, you're Cheltenham boys.
0: <laughs> so, Liam, uh, Bradford, Bradford coach breaks down on the way to Forest Green. Which player are you picking up?
2: On the way to Forest Green, um so the, Stuart, the coach brought... It? No, never. Not again. <laughs> Jesus. If you'd have asked me this a month ago, I'd have told you I'd have wound the window up, I'd have taken me caught off so they didn't know what I mean, and I'd have just drove past <laughs> them quietly. Um, but given now, if we're only going to take one player to the game, I'm taking Theo Robinson because I think it would be hilarious to just see 11 Forest Green players come up against Theo Robinson. <laughs> um we're not going to get anything out of the game, but it'd be—I think—he'd he'd provide. He, like I said to you guys earlier, I think I said before we started, effort is there with him, and he is a player that would give a hundred percent. We wouldn't get nothing out of the game. He'd probably get sent off
1: if his ability um, matched his effort. It'd be some player, yeah, but yeah. it doesn't.
2: <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, but but that's but it's a League Two player, and we're in League Two, and you know we we appreciate that. But yeah, for for me, um. There's nobody, based on this season, I don't think there's anybody that I've looked at and thought, that right there's a leader. We've, we've missed that this season. We've really missed a leader this year. Pordy stepped up. We lost our captain in January. Podio kind O'Connor of stepped up. But um, the last couple of games, he's maybe gone off the ball a little bit. So I don't know. We'll we'll see. We'll see what happens. Since he got his tooth smashed out against Salford, he's, he's just been wanting to fight everybody.
3: Oh, it was him. I was going to ask. You know, who was the I? You said about a player who's a walking red card. I couldn't remember which which player it was, but it's Pody O'Connell, was it?
2: He's he's he got the red card against Oldham and he he got rescinded, and um, some reason, so he got rescinded, and they they said the referee was wrong, but both teams got fined for failing to control players, and I was like, that makes <laughs> that makes no sense. Podio got the red card, and you see the picture. He stood there with a bust nose and a big hole in his shirt down here. And I'm like, oh yeah, that looks like the troublemaker. (laughs) He's running around just ripping his own shirt. But no, he just, obviously that got rescinded. He played against Harrogate. He was so lucky not to get sent off against Harrogate last week against Mansfield. He made some challenges that were just, I don't know what it is. I don't know why, where this has come from, because he's quite a, like when you speak to him in person, he's such a gentle person. Um, and he's a lovely, lovely guy. But the second that whistle goes, you don't want to get on the wrong side of that bloke on that pitch. He's horrific. Um, yeah, not great.
0: Um, Ned, Ben already kind of mentioned it, but but next up is the news that came through today. Um, about the injuries to Cooper and and Tomlinson, and and for all intents and purposes, their loans are now. Cancelled their their seasons. Maybe not so much. Is it Tomlinson that stands a chance? Tomlinson
1: might come back at the end.
0: But but Cooper's basically definitely out for the season. Um and and Tomlinson all. But that they're going to be two big losses for us, aren't they?
3: Considering how well they've
0: settled into life at SM1.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Tomlinson, you know he looks so dangerous. You know whether it putting in a cross or you know shooting from thirty yards out, he he looked absolutely brilliant. And we were so lucky to get him in the first place because Peterborough fans were confused mm-hmm. as to why we were allowed him in the first place. Yeah, but um, yeah, he's he's a, he's a massive loss. I mean, he doesn't look like a footballer at all. Mm-hmm. Facially, he doesn't look <laughs> like a footballer. But yeah, he's. I really rate him. Um, if we can get him again before the end of the season, that'll be absolutely fantastic. But uh, yeah, that's a massive loss, and uh, Cooper as well. Again, he's not the tallest player in the world, but he really. He's he's he makes his presence felt, and he um,
1: this
3: level. Oh yeah, he's honestly he's strong. You know, you can see that he's proper winding up the strikers as well. He's he's master of the dark arts. He's a great mm-hmm. passer of the ball. He can tackle. You know, um, it's such a shame. Um, but at the same time, you could you can argue the fact that you know that allows you know, um, AK back into the team. Mm-hmm. Um Bowdry you know Conroy. showed a Yeah, Conroy. But I'm just saying Baldry showed you know he, he showed what he can do um when given a few minutes. <laughs> Can't do it for nine minutes, can he? Um, um but you know, we, we have got cover at centre back, but it's just the you know, the wing backs got no cover at all, have we? Um, um zero cover.
0: And Ben, I think you mentioned in our WhatsApp chat, so I'm pretty sure you're confident of the rulings around this. If their loans are actually terminated, we, we can't actually bring anyone in to replace them, can yeah, we? Yeah, you can
1: bring an emergency keeper. There's a specialist position, but that's it now. Um, only free agents.
2: You have to play them as a keeper.
1: You have to play them as well. If you're not, yeah. Well, yeah. If you
2: get an emergency, call, yeah. <laughs> well,
1: you, you want to say it's one of goal. your
2: goalkeepers on loan to play. At they have back. to play. No, I'm yeah. just saying. I'm just saying. I'd be, I'd be contacting someone and saying, just you know, tell your striker he's a keeper for the next six weeks. Tell him, <laughs> him there's an emergency keeper. Oh, my keepers fit. I'm going to play him up front.
1: No, you, yeah, you can't do that. I'm afraid, but yeah.
2: uh-huh. <laughs> I, have, I have a question for you guys. What? Mm. This six and a half year old fan. Yeah. This, that's not real. No. Oh, thank God for that because I read that letter and I was like, that's that—that's the writing I make when I forget to get my kids to write their name in my mum's birthday card.
1: No, my missus is a teacher, primary school teacher, and straight away she was like, no, that a, a six-year-old did not write that.
0: We've no. we've been discussing this over the last couple of episodes and been very careful about what we say because we don't want to discredit and we don't want to devalue from the story behind it. But yes, yeah. we. There, there is a widely held belief that, that no, it's... it's yeah,
1: not no, genuine. there's still an outside chance. You never know, he got, might got his mum to help him write it. You know, you you, you don't know. The, Joe might well be out there, so, you know, I don't want to fail. Yeah,
2: but, I mean, if I got my mum to help write it, she wouldn't write it like a child. That's, no. As soon as I saw it, I was like, no, that's... Like, that is literally... The, it's the J on the jaw that, that got no. me, because that, that's... I that I, that just reminded me of me, and I've done it many times. I always forget to get my kids to write their names well, in my mum's birthday cards. What it has
1: done, it's earned uh, uh, ten grand to, and it's gone to disadvantaged families in the in the local area. Um, there's lots of kids now that are going to have like uh, a football day at the club that the players going to train who are in that sort of position. You know, it's going to kids now who can't afford school shoes. You can't. Um, 50% you know, of it's going to homeless yeah. charities
0: as well. Yeah, homeless oh,
1: charities So it's so fair it's fair good to goods come of it. So ten grand's now being dished out
2: the area. So. I now... gave, Sorry, go I, was, so I, was, I was I wonder if they gave McCurdy that 26p. <laughs> he
1: probably asked for it. He probably, he probably do you it.
2: know what? He probably did ask for it as well. Yeah, I bet yeah. I, he won't put it past him. He won't, <laughs> he won't, I won't put it past him if when these kids get to come to the ground, he charges them
3: 26p. He <laughs> brought a new across people. McCurdy, you don't you oh know? Yeah quid there you go. You could buy a new <laughs> pair of trousers on eBay for that much, I should imagine. <laughs> <laughs> One of his dodgy pairs of trousers. Liam, what he does do, and you probably don't know, you know, players sign autographs.
1: He signs it, McCurdy, and puts up the Charles at the bottom because he's a Chelsea fan. So he signs. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. That that, but that's that's again, that's that's strange. And I think you know, you guys are in. You're quite fortunate because of the position you're in, you're doing well. Mm. Um. I can't help but feel how you guys would, or how your fans would react if he was writing up the shells on every one of his posts and you were bottom of the league. Well, yeah,
1: it's, yeah, that, it's, that, that's the thing because it's going well and he's scoring goals. He's got 17 goals. He's probably got yeah. half as many assists, 10 or 11 assists. Um, the fans love him at the minute and they do love every little goal celebration with his arrow. We do love the shithousing. We do love him winding up the fans. We love all that, but that's because he's winning. Um, oh. Uh, When he's been at other clubs and he's done exactly the same thing, you know, Carlisle and crew and Port Vale, they've not been winning. And then he's been the bad egg. Um, so as long as we're winning, it's great. And it could end, it could blow up in our face. And we could be one of those teams that you shit ours in. Just
0: build. just That's hearing well, you say that, Ben, um, Ned, I don't know if you caught it. I just want to give a little shout out, if I can, to um it is it's called the City Vent, isn't it? the, the other yeah. right. Mm. I have to give a little shout out there, which is the what Ben appeared on earlier this week. Um, and because I don't know if you caught it, Ned, but they used to say that the first thing I thought of was you. I can't remember what they were discussing at the time, but all I heard was, and Carlisle is shit. Everyone beats Carlisle. <laughs> <Hey>! <laughs> and all I thought was, men had said that every week since we lost to them, that everyone else in the league <laughs> beats Carlisle.
2: But we, we lost to them as well. We got spanked. We, we lost 2-0 to them. Um, <laughs> but the thing is, and I'm quite looking forward to this, I, I'm not a fan of Carlisle. I think Carlisle have got, you know, like... You, you mentioned earlier about Bradford fans having this opinion of the club and thinking that we're bigger than we are, and I, I agree massively. Um, Carlisle have got that same opinion, but no reason to have it.
3: <laughs> like, there's, there's
2: absolutely nothing that I look at about Carlisle and I go, God, you guys are massive. You like, no, sorry, you've got Amari Patrick up front, it's not happening. But the good thing is, we've got Carlisle at home on the last game of the season. So, down. I that's my hope. I know you guys obviously, John, John Sheridan, <laughs> Alden. We we touched on that. You're not massive fans. Um, yes. I want Alden to stay up. Oh, Duff, do you like? Do you you a John Sheridan fan? C-
1: C- Keke K- likes
4: Sheridan. I um I I I respect the fact that he went through a lot last year, and um, we talk about we we only really talk about mental health and obviously one of our ex players, Joey Beacham, and everything. So there's a lot of outpouring about looking after players and everything, mental health. Well, John Sheldon lost his mum last season, he lost his dad, both in close proximity. He wasn't the best manager. He was an old school manager. It didn't work for him and I don't wish him any harm whatsoever. Um, I wish him no harm at all,
0: but it doesn't mean that I don't, don't necessarily would prefer Oldham to go down over someone else.
4: Well, I've, I've got a lot of time for Oldham. I, I I think it's probably the first football league game I ever went to see was at Oldham against Blackburn in 1988-ish, I think um, there was so, some of us account, on some of
0: us on tonight's episode weren't even born then. I was tonight. I
2: was born that year. I was born that year. So no,
4: no I. I, I respect the fact that I think there's, there was a lot going on in John Sheridan's life. I think he was at our club under protest. Um, whether he owed a favour to Powell or something like that, was he doing it for free? Was he get, uh, no, he wasn't doing it was for free. He, no,
2: he's, he, do, he's doing it for free now. Shares, yeah. yeah. He's, do,
4: he's,
2: he's doing it for free at Oldham.
4: He's
1: not oh, he synchotic. loves Oldham though. That's, that's his became, team, because, isn't it?
4: Oldham? Because, because we were playing so so crap, a lot of the supporters were coming out. It was quite, it was quite funny, really. Our supporters were kind of, "He's a bully. He picks on players. Oh, this is terrible." And then these same people, eight years ago or so, were absolutely lording it over Paolo Di Canio for doing yeah. the same <laughs> banter. God, yeah. Like, you know what I mean? What we've got is a very hypocritical fan base that 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 you know, run with the foxes, run with the hounds.
3: Well, Well, this is why we ain't got many
4: viewers. You You guys won the league at our ground, didn't you, with Paolo?
1: We did. Well, yeah, it was the last game of the season. That was quite a day. I remember that.
2: And he he was on the pitch after the game. And I stayed behind and... That season, you were phenomenal. Like, you, you, he got you playing some beautiful.
4: That, football. that for
0: me is is the best football I've seen us play. Yeah,
4: it, was, it wasn't, it was terrible football, but no, it was, was effective, was, effective that was football. Effective uh, football. We effective the best players we could, it wasn't great football, it was,
0: it was, it was the most enjoyable <laughs> football that I've seen us play. But I can that I genuinely
4: believe that. Well I think you're trying to rewrite history because it wasn't good football, it was great winning and it was powerful, and we were, we were we were we were we were very good, 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 powerful, best team in the division, albeit a poor division. It was League Two. I don't even count League Two championships as as nothing. Macari's um uh, um Decanio's, you know, that's to the top two divisions of the oh, right. town.
0: <laughs> I do but, fear we may have gone slightly off topic and we have another <laughs> we have another question to, to touch on now that we've spoken about the two lone players and I'm interested um, again Liam, your perspective on this um I don't know Bradford's approach mm-hmm. to it but but friend of the friend of the pod um Okus road who who met rich on Saturday we got sent the picture of the two of them together um, oh. he's asked we're going to be down two lone players for Tuesday Looking ahead to next season, how many lone players, given all the problems we've had this year, do you think we should have in the squad? On the basis that we keep our sign, pl- sorry, on the basis that we sign up and keep our current key core players, how many lone players do you realistically think a squad should have then?
1: Realistically, um, yeah. um, I think obviously you'd be stupid not to max out and get five because. That do not cost anything. And why would you not fill your squad up with players that yeah, don't cost c- consider,
0: anything? Consider the issue. Like, so we've got the two injuries now. Consider what happened with Simpson and all the other issues mm. we've had. Um, but but if, you, they, if they were our players. I, I get the money side of it, but I think what, what Oaks Road's saying is when it works
1: fine, but when you have issues like we've had this year, is it worth it? You've got to be selected with your clubs, really, who you get loans off. Um, if you're going to buy someone's. Loan, uh, a league championships fourth choice striker, you've got to be prepared. If he does well, you might lose him. Um, if you pick up someone, some youth, young youth from Villa, like we did, it's unlikely you will lose him unless he really excels like we did with Kane Kessler. Um, so I think you need to be clever on who you loan in, who you buy. Absolutely. You see, we, we suffered a couple of injuries late on this season. If they were first team, our own players there'd be players that we'd still be paying for now but wouldn't be able to play at least those players are not on our books so the players on our books are players that we're paying for so it's it's fine max out five loan players i don't understand clubs to criticize you who are you got full loans no you, do you agree with someone.
0: that ned
3: i do i i do actually um and uh um, as long as they're attributing something to the team where it's not just um people who we carry like hmm. a fuller on a bouger or a um <laughs> <laughs> whoever was that that from Brentford. Was. He was rubbish. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> well, don't turn <tell laughs> that to Rich. That's Jesus rich Christ. You think he's not <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, as long as they attribute to the team, um, then, you know, I don't want to say you're stupid not to, but you're stupid not to. So um, <laughs> if, I, I get the point of, you know, don't fall in love with your lone players, you know, blah, blah, blah. But he's selective. If, we you always know, fall if, in love with if lone you can, players. If, if you can pick up, you know, a 19-year-old style like Gascoigne Merson or something, you know, he's, he's getting his first taste of football, he's going to turn into an international superstar in 10 years' time. Why not? Why not? Louis if Barry you know? might win his promotion. Louis Barry is outstanding.
1: He is such a quality player. And like, I know TK's got his head in his hands and it's like, he's,
4: oh, he's 18, isn't he? He's fucking crap. What has he going to do? He's got quick preview
1: game for <laughs> <laughs> that's an uncanny impression, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> he is such a quality. His ceiling is so high. He does things on the pitch that not a lot of other players do. That yeah. can do at this level. It's so good. Because he's and he, playing in the fucking fourth right. division, Ben. That's why. <laughs> What's that mean?
4: It's because he's playing in the fourth division. Let's not lose track of where what what where we are as a club. You yeah, know? I know,
1: but he'll get us out this fourth I division. That's what does I mean? He, he's I good enough, be, enough to get us out because he's better than this line. season better than league two that's what you need you want better players than league two players you want league one players playing in league two so if he's a one league one player brilliant we'll have him because he'll put us in the right part of the league and he's better than that he's going to be quality same with kane kasler
0: ck i'll bring you in before i ask liam what, what bradford's approach to lone
4: players is yeah okay so i think you know every every stage of the season There needs to be a template, right? There needs to be a template um, of consistency where we should, as a club, be able to field 11 players and maybe two or three substitutes who are under contract, who are our own players. That's your template. That's what, what, your past stock kind of thing. We should own, own 12, 13 players. We could put a team out in league two or one and be competitive. Yeah. Then on top of that, we should be able to go out and get five loanees who will enhance those positions. Yeah. But it you you you've got to have that structure. You know, you can't like we have done for years, I and mean, we're not doing it now. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna beat I'm not gonna beat Clem with the with with the power stick. But you know it's just been a bit of a fucking last-minute rush all the time, beginning of the season, we don't know who we are, we don't know what a squad. We started pre-season training with six or seven players. It's been a joke. So, I think as long as you've got, you can field a team of 11 players and two or three subs who are under contract and who can compete in the league we're in, use those other five loanees to enhance those positions.
3: So, you're agreeing with what we're saying then, yeah? Mm. Except for the I'm bit cool. where
4: Ben said that Louis Barry was really,
3: really good. All oh, right. Okay. Yeah, that was the bit you disagree no, with. I was talking
4: talk about, talk about structure and being professional, um, Ned, so I'm not sure I was agreeing with what you were saying, but yeah. <laughs> 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 Liam looks
2: confused by our situation.
0: This is uh, what it's like every week, mate.
2: Uh, yeah, it's the same with us, and we we never agree, and, yeah. and that's, but that's what makes it interesting to watch, isn't it? You know, if everyone was just going yeah, really happy, I agree, it'd be boring. Um, exactly. I, I agree on the the sense of maximizing it. We've done that this season. We've not brought in the right players. I think we've at the minute we've got six players on loan, um, and only Alex Bass is playing out of those six. Jamie Walker is out injured. We've got him on loan from Hearts. Um, he's out of contract in the summer. He is that player that that this season enhanced our squad. Um, for me, in the summer, he should be our number one target to bring in permanently because he is a class above this league by a long, 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 long way. Um, I think loans are going to be key for us next season because of, like I say, I know I keep that talk about Mark Hughes, but you, you look at his career and you look at his where he's essentially where he's been involved. He's going to have the ability to, to speak to those clubs, get the loan players. And, you know, like you say, if you're a manager in a Premier League or Championship club and you're going to send someone out on loan to the lower leagues, uh, aside from Mansfield, you know, with Clough, who's the manager that you're going to want to put them under?
3: Biela? Bengana. <laughs> <In Ghana. laughs> yeah. uh,
2: but that's All the right, thing. Yeah, it's like, right. I, I don't, I, I mean, I don't think, I'm not saying that it's difficult because he's not being in the game for four years now. But as a, as a name, his name should attract. And I think when you put that alongside 15,000 fans, you know, a 25,000-seater stadium, obviously that doesn't win you the league. But to be able to... to essentially, you're talking about a mini-championship club at this level. You know, we've got the calibre of manager, we've got the fans, we've got the stadium. You want your players to go out and get experience. That's where you want them to go. You want them to experience those things because it's we've seen so many players come to us who have been sort of touted as as great prospects and they've come to us and they've just crumbled under the the, the pressure of having this this crowd behind them and I think that it can make or break them. Um but yeah we've got six on loan at the minute and only one is playing consistently. Matt Matty Dale is the other one that's close, but he's he's yet to play a full game for us. If he started he comes off. If if not, he comes off of the bench for us. But aside from that, you know, we got the only thing I disagree with is learning from players in your league. Mm-hmm I don't see the point in that, you know. We got Tom Elliot on loan from Salford City. Why would Salford City let a striker go to Bradford City if they thought that he was worth anything, you know? So we signed him on loan, and he, yeah, he's not been great. So
1: especially when they consider you a promotion rival at the start of the season.
2: Exactly, and at the time we were, I think we were two places apart from them. Like we were, we were neck and neck at that stage, and we, yeah, you. That to me instantly, as soon as I saw we'd signed him, I was like, Well, he's not gonna be, he's not gonna be any good for us. Why would mm. they, why would they let him come to us? Um so yeah, I mean Lords, you've got to maximise it. I do think you've got to maximise it at this level. If if you can get a quick see, get a season, a decent season out of some loan players and get yourself promoted, fine. Lower leagues for is for all
1: important. of us. Yeah. Definitely lower leagues.
2: A question for you, hey, Ben, you'd gone off the the, the the thing the other night. Um so I think I don't know who was it <laughs> off the ended up speaking.
1: I, I went off been. and Fifey went
2: on. So I'll ask you the, the same question, Ben. You you spoke about all your issues off of the field yeah. in terms of what's been going on. And I, I raised the question of would it be better for you guys as a club to stay down this season? Um, no. And purely, purely because, and I'll give my reasons for that for this, you've got this wage limit, haven't you? Is, what is, it? is it 1300? In Bargo. Okay. So imagine you go up and next season starts and that's not sorted. How it, it, for, for me, is it better for your owner to get things sorted off the pitch and progress? Or do you think it's just going to be added pressure next season if you go up and you've got a £1,300 a week l- wage limit? Yeah, go on, Ben. That,
3: that, I, that, that I'll,
2: I'll,
1: be. I'll, I'll explain a little bit about the embargo. The embargo, yeah, the embargo was given to us. We took out... You know last year when the FA loans were dished out to everyone? Well, there was a little pot put aside for any other clubs that came up and go, the little, uh, Oliver Twist, please, can we have some more? And Swindon took an extra loan of about one point one, million, £1. 151 million just to keep alive. So the FA went, right, you can have that. That's yours. You can have it over a three-year loan, which is interest-free. So you no interest on it at all. You just pay what you give us. So don't get in financial trouble paying us back because what's the uh-huh. point? However, your first year, you will be under embargo. So you will not pay any transfer fee for a player. You will not um, have any player that you sign from now on in more than one year contract. You may not sign any contract extensions longer than one year. And every single player is one for one. But once next summer rolls in, I think it's June, then it's lifted. Uh, we're, right, still that, it that, yeah. we're still paying it back you know but we're not you know there's no one we're not paying back because you know embargoes are placed on clubs if they're not paying bills back if they've got outstanding creditors who have gone right well you're not paying us back you know you, you do something or we're going to stick an embargo on you it's not that we are paying all our debts back Clem is doing that but we've got a special one from the FA that from forced onto us just saying look you've got a whopping rate. million don't get in trouble by paying us back early but we've got to put some sanctions on you or everyone's going to want one (laughs) so that that that, makes makes sense next season is the season where we we can operate like normal clubs
2: yeah and that that for me that's what I was I sort of said the other night it's interesting to hear that because we don't see what goes on off the pitch with your club we only see you on the Pitch results. You only see what we've done on the pitch. You don't hear what goes on off the pitch for us. So yes. no, I didn't know. That. I knew that there was the sanctions in place, but I didn't know that at the end of this summer. So no, that makes sense. Had they not ended know. this summer, it'd have been a. I'm guessing probably a bit of a different answer because it'd be hard to compete in League One and
1: stay up with the. With that second, so, yeah, we still would go up though because you don't, you wouldn't yeah. turn down promotion and you get like. I can't imagine Morecambe have got much of a higher budget. I can't imagine a few other clubs, <laughs> yeah, Mark, have got I, a really in the relegation one as well. and <laughs> uh, Morecambe hmm? in the relegation
2: players. That's not a good example. I know, I but <laughs> they've they
1: got a fighting chance of staying. Cheltenham, you know, they must be on what, uh, players, what, 900 quid? <laughs> <laughs> UK's a Cheltenham fan, it's a little bit of banter, that's why he follows Cheltenham, <laughs> <laughs> but um. I think you could. It would be a, a battle to stay up. Yeah, it,
2: it's just it, that that added pressure, isn't it? Because you've got the pressure of staying up whenever you go up, out of a league anyway. And then when you've got that, it, it's a, it's going to be hard to attract players at that stage. Yeah, uh, yeah that But no, thing, but... I I now you've explained it makes makes sense. So yeah, mm. yeah. Good so
0: on. on last week's episode, Ned, we th- those of us that were on, we had quite a. We started an interesting discussion about atmosphere at the county ground whether we thought it was any good what could be if we didn't what could be done to improve it etc and and thank you to everyone who got involved on social media about getting involved in this conversation loads of different ideas were, were thrown about um we did a little poll on where we thought we were and average to, to good was kind of where we, we put ourselves in terms of atmosphere at home generally. And I know because you weren't there, you you had a few things that you wanted to kind of say on that topic as well.
3: Yeah, um, I just, well, first and foremost, I wanted to uh, agree with Christian. Um, I think he raised a really good point about the fans not getting there early. Mm. Um, you know, back in the, the the standing days, you know, around the, the Stratton Bank and Shriverden Road stand, Um, If you wanted to get decent, if you wanted to get in the right place, then you had to be there early. So, um, you know, the atmosphere starts to build up from there. But, um, you know, I was thinking, obviously, whether this is something that, you know, Bobby wants to look into. um, But, um, um, yeah, the, uh, the thoughts that I had was, you know, to get people in early um you want to be maybe introducing maybe some someone round walking around the pitch at the beginning maybe like an old legend or something offer some you know who can do some signatures and a few selfies and stuff i thought that would you know if you sort of advertised who was coming for the next game you know that type of thing would encourage i think maybe having a few comp, you know silly little competitions um or like the old uh, kick the ball from the halfway line into the boot with a car? Oh, well, <laughs> no, that's that's the <laughs> half-time stuff, isn't it? Um, but like, you know, pre-match would be, you know, stupid stuff. You know, someone's got a, you know, you know like one of the T-shirt cannon things like they do, uh, you know, uh, American sports and stuff.
0: We, we discussed you know, a couple of weeks ago whether English football needed to go more American and showbiz, and we all said no, and here you are saying to build the atmosphere of the county ground, we need
2: T-shirt
0: wow. cannons. Yeah, so, oh, let's
2: start shooting our fans to win. <laughs> <Yeah>. to win. <laughs> let's
3: get them in chuck and kill him
4: chuck off. Um. The best thing about the old uh, ice hockey at the moment, chuck a puck. The, the thing. Can I Can I ask you guys then, What's what's your...
2: What's your mascot like? What in terms of like how he is before
1: <laughs> well, the and the robin hacker is infamous. Yeah. He, he, yeah, no, he just he just walks around the pitch pre-match and just hugging little children and, and does a little dance at half time.
2: See, he's got you've got uh, as far as I'm concerned, you've got a that's that's free for the club, that's free entertainment for the club. And I think, you know, with with us, ours is he just winds the away fans up. That's, that's his job. He got told by the club to wind the away fans up and I think fans come out especially around that part of the ground just to see what's going to get done. Um, on Saturday I know he, he put the ball down and he had all the fans going. he was like that and they were going oh as he lined it up to go and kick it and he ran over to kick it and just picked it up turned around gave him the finger and walked away. <laughs> um, Amazing. But that's like that's what we do at ours and because our CEO said the, the, the mascot is boring it needs to be better.
0: So let me let me ask you because because of the volume of people you get at Bradford, it it's always said the fans, the fans, the fans at Bradford. What? How would you describe the atmosphere at home games for you? Do Do you think it's a good atmosphere, or average, or or do um, you think it should be better?
2: I think it can always be better. Really, I think I, I don't think that in League Two you get a hundred percent. You know, aside from I'm going to be honest, I think Hartlepool, Hartlepool home and away, I think are, are the best fans in this in this league. And a lot of people criticize me for that, and they get quite salty about it because it seems to be the thing. That's the thing that everyone wants to claim to be the best fans in the league, and. Um, no, for, for us, it's been quite toxic this season. It's not been a nice place to be. We've, we've all been on a knife edge at the beginning of every game, knowing that if we go one nil down, it's going to become a really horrible place to be. Um, beginning of the season, we I'll be honest, the end of August, when that transfer window closed, I literally put a, a tweet out. I was like, just give us the league now. Because um, we, we, looked, we looked phenomenal, and then the wheels fell off. Um, but the atmosphere then was incredible. And then it's so, sort of gone down a bit, but now it's coming back with, with what's OK, going. so if, if
0: we go back to, or if I can go back to August, because this is something we were discussing last week, because it, it's a very contentious point about the county ground. We, we're getting bigger crowds now than, than we have in recent years. Um, and that the, the the phrase, it should be bouncing or should be rocking, but it's just not to, to most people. Um what is it that you guys do say before a game? To, do your fans turn up with five minutes to go? Or are you in there half an hour before, 45 minutes before? And if so, why are they in there before?
2: Um, they're not there before. No, they, they, you find that they are in the terraces, they're in the pubs. Um, I think we get there a little bit earlier than than some other teams do at their grounds because the nearest pub for home fans isn't too close. Right. Um, so it's a case of you know getting you, you have to get there unfortunately you've, you've got to Um. otherwise you're going to potentially miss the beginning of the game but five to ten minutes before is when the, the main majority of the noise comes out but our issue is we moved we had um, in the, the big stand behind the goal the cop um, K block was the atmosphere section this year they moved K block into the northwest corner and it's not worked for me because northwest corner is the furthest point away from the away fans right. so they can't hear each other and like i i'm dead center of both for a lot of what i do and like the the amount of times i've come on to you know the league two page on facebook after a game and the away fans have been like oh we didn't stop singing we we were so loud and i'm like guys i was pitch side in front of you and i i couldn't hear you you know, but our fans couldn't hear us. The, the best thing that we could do is move. And I think every club should do it. Move your noisy section to the block next to the away fans. Get them as close as possible. That's how you do it. Then it bounces back. That's the only way you're going to get an atmosphere. You're killing it by having them in two separate parts where they can't have a, a bit of banter between them. Well, so, what,
0: what Something we've spoken about a lot is... is singing sections of the county ground, isn't it? And and where it should be. And I know Christian spoken about um standing again and, and where it could be placed and stuff. Go
4: on, Christian. I was gonna say because obviously Liam wasn't wasn't privy to our last our last call and so we're talking about what and and Ned and Ned said as well, Ned agreed with it. So what 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 we said um basically was if you remember when the, the, the grounds were weren't all seater. You had to get there early to get your your position, you know, where you wanted on, on on the terraces. And now people knowing they've got a seat and they know where they're gonna sit, they leave it that bit longer. So the atmosphere that used to build up before a match is is no longer there because everybody's walking at five, now they they go and sit in their seat and and not worry about it. And something else I've remembered, guys, um, since since our last podcast. Do you, do you remember when the, the, the players, I think it was in the HODL, and I think they might have done it for a bit of McMahon as well, they used to run from Don Rogers' stand, when they were doing the warm-up, Don Rogers to the Arkles, and we used to always stand up and clap them. So they they come towards the Arkles, and we'd all yeah. stand, stand up and applaud them, and then they'd turn around and go to the Don, and they'd stand up and applaud them. And that, that, you know, that
2: created a good atmosphere as well. We do that now. Our players do that now at the end of their warm-up before the game. Um, yeah, but I don't
4: think any of, any of our guys are in there early enough I, I've not been to Valley Bray forgive me have you got any terracing left there or are you all seated as well
2: all, all seated Um, I, see See, for me I think that even if we put in a, a standing section uh, we, we've tried we've tried everything other than what I've just mentioned which is moving the the, the noisy fans or the allocated atmosphere section to next to the away fans. We're quite lucky in that we've got a, a four and a half thousand seat stand where the away fans are at one end. We can put our guys right next to them. Um we don't have the away fans in a separate stand so we can make it quite close. But no for me, because of the size of our stadium, we if we put in that terrace in, people still wouldn't be concerned because there would be you know, at the minute, there's nearly two seats per person in the ground, so it's it's difficult. Um, I don't I don't know I don't know what the answer is. I genuinely don't know what the answer is.
4: Um, the thing is, it's that it's that pre-match build-up that isn't that. But you know, going going, most of the clubs now in this country, it's not really been talked about much. But there isn't that pre-match. Build up and excitement that it used to be. I don't get it. I get I get most of mine. I don't know if you guys would agree. I get most of my pre-match excitement from being in a pub. Right until the last minute. Right until five minutes before kickoff, we're fortunate. We're, well, I say we're fortunate. They've got the slowest bar staff in the world. Don't matter if we're playing Man City or bloody. <laughs> Macclesfield but <laughs> so we've got we've got a pub um, County Grand Hotel which is literally a, a stone's throw across the car park so we can leave there at 42 and walk straight into the ground and that didn't used to be the case with terraces because you knew you had to be in the ground to jostle for position and it made that atmosphere just just pre-match absolutely spot on and now you know I will walk in the team is probably out before I walk in. You know, they should be standing, giving me a frigging standing ovation or something as I'm walking to the ground because they're there just before me. And um, it's just not there. There's just not that excitement, not that bloody passion anymore.
2: Do you think no. that that's because of? Do you think that's because of the league or in though as well? Like I, no, I don't. I don't, th- I don't nah. think the league help. I don't think no, the league helps
4: because in our in what what we would now call our glory years which was the the late 80s and early 90s when we were in the second tier we would get a smaller crowds um and we get a smaller crowds and, and 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 the passion passion was there but now we've we've actually got our, our supporters are on, are, on, are on a bit of a bit of a bit of a crest for a wave at the moment you've had it so bad for six or seven years awful awful management by the old the old owner where this chap clem he's come in he's basically given the club back to the supporters i mean and i'll use him as an example we've got our our home shirt our swindon home shirt replica shirt um due to the previous owners we could only Order a certain amount of them, they sold out straight away. Now, if you go on eBay now and try and get this season's home shirt, you're paying upwards of £100 for it. The, 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 the guys, the supporters are back engaged with the club. They're back engaged with the community. We're getting 10,000, you know, touching 10,000 through the gate all the time. Everything's, everything's in place, apart from the atmosphere. The atmosphere is not there and i you
2: know i my, my other it... thing my other thing for you i think this is and this is i think a, a key thing is that it's it is a different time now yeah a massive and i think yeah. i don't think it helps i think back in the day you know you used to be able to go to work monday to friday you, you were on
0: your phone
2: yeah you monday to friday you finished on a friday then boom you went to football on saturday you had a great day out the worries of Monday to Friday don't disappear on a Saturday anymore, and I think that that has ruined a lot of of, of enjoyment in things on a weekend because you're constantly looking toward, you know, the the cost of living's gone up, and it's stupid to think about that when you look at the at, at football. But I I think that's part of it as well. I I don't think that football is as enjoyable as it used to be. Um, certainly for me, like I've been going since I was a kid, and you know, I've I've watched those. I watched us lose. We lost 3-0 to Accrington Stanley on a Tuesday night, 2007. One of the worst games of football I've ever seen in my life. The best atmosphere I've seen at Valley Parade, aside from the, the cup run that we went on under Parkinson. The, 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 the whole stadium didn't shut up. Um, we sang the Great Escape for an hour. We went 3-0 down against Accrington Stanley. Um, I just feel that over time, it's getting it's getting harder and harder and harder to be... Well, to be a football fan as well, because you're getting, you mentioned there about the shirts, it's you're getting priced out of the game. Shirts are fifty pound nearly. Yeah. Like that's that's ridiculous. You go to mm-hmm. you go to the ground on a Saturday and you you know you go to get a pie and it's nearly a fiver for a a pie that you, you get two for a pound of in you know in Tesco. Look at,
4: look at us, we all love our pies too. So yeah, it's, it's it's a killer.
2: It's not great. It's not a. It's not an enjoy. I mean, I don't want to say it's not an enjoyable experience because I, I do enjoy it. But I don't enjoy it as much as I did. Yeah, um, and I think that's Liam, across the board.
4: Liam, Liam, I totally agree with you, and I, and I did touch on that as well. Where it's, it's, it's more of a habit nowadays than, than it is a it, it, in, enjoyable, enjoyable thing. And you know, and you talk about the, the the way society and everything is, and I did say, you know, COVID. Uh, there's a lot of people. It's, it's a bit of a depressed society, isn't it? It's mm-hmm. a bit there's not that enjoyment. You don't, it's not that feel good factor in the country at the moment. Unfortunately, we're all just sort of existing and not, and not living. You know what I mean?
2: I think, I think for us in league two, I don't, I don't think league one's very attractive to look at. So, you know, you've got, unfortunately you've got to get there. If you go out of league two, you've got, that's your only aim. You've got to aim for league one. But I think, until you get to League One and you're looking at the championship and trying to aim for the championship, I, I don't think that there's much of a, a difference in League One and League Two. Yeah. And I think I don't think there's a I don't think there's as much determination or like I, I don't feel that we'd be in much of a worse league position in League One than we are in League Two. I think it's that similar. Um but yeah, I, I agree. I think that it, it, it has become a bit of a chore, it's become a habit. It used to be that it wasn't necessarily a, an escape because you didn't need that escape. You were able, like I say, Friday came across Friday Friday came along, you finished work, you finished whatever you're doing, and you just switched off. You had the weekend, it was your weekend. You don't your weekend isn't yours anymore. And with the cost of everything going up, you know, you go to an away game, you're talking upwards 150, 200 pounds all in by the time you've done your travel, your ticket for the game, your food, you're gonna go for a drink. It's it used to be the working man's game. That's what it was. Football was the working man's game and it's, it's not anymore. Um, And it's getting further and further down that route. And when you get more owners coming in there, seeing that there's money to be made, we get further, further away from it. Look, Arsenal, you know, I know Arsenal's never been great for an atmosphere, but look at their prices. Like that is ridiculous. Mm. if, If we, if we got to that, we wouldn't be like, I wouldn't go watch my club. I there's no amount of money, in, there's no amount of sorry good football that my team could put on that would make me pay that amount of money to watch it, because I'd be sat there and every time they'd be they misplaced the pass, I'd be like, this has cost me twelve hundred quid this season. To what? You just what's that about? I like, just I still get annoyed now when I see a, a professional footballer miss with his left foot, and they're like, oh, he's right footed. I'm like, he's a professional. <laughs> professional footballer, hit it with your left foot. Stop trying with Raheem Sterling when you see Sterling turn it out onto onto one foot because he's one footed. No, you're on four hundred grand a week.
0: Yeah, um, Raheem Sterling's not a very good example for me. I um I've got into more than my fair share of arguments about my thoughts on Raheem Sterling, uh, whether he's wearing a. A Liverpool shirt, Man City shirt, and, and more often than not, an England shirt. I've I've got into my fair share of uh disagreements,
4: headless, headless chicken, blind, blind alleyways. <laughs>
2: well, on, on the money front, I went to speaking of Sterling and Man City, I took my missus to she, obviously Jack Grealish. You know, yeah, everyone fell in love with Jack Grealish in the summer, so we went to Man City Everton, this the calves season. and the hair. Yeah, the calves and the hair. Um, We went to to Man City Everton this season and they've built, it's like a city outside their ground. They've got restaurants. They've not just got like kiosks for food, they've got restaurants. They've got street food. They've got a stage where there's bands playing live music before you go in. Cost me nine quid for some dirty fries. (laughs) Nine pound for chips with some little spring onions chopped up on it and some salt and pepper seasoning. (laughs) Nine quid. Like that's not,
1: that's not a, Working man's game. You bring your sandwich, mate.
2: Well, do you know what Liam? You've
0: actually managed to segue perfectly for me into the into the last question that we've got for for this episode, and it's come from Luke, who's asked, and it's kind of a follow on from that. What development would you most would you guys most like to see in or around the county ground? Something we've touched on briefly before. So he's he's mentioned the Stratton Bank, maybe a bigger Town End, say standing like Christian's mentioned. Um, And then he brings in that Clem said about a hotel and restaurant on site, maybe part of the near the new town end. Where should the priorities be? So if we're talking about building atmosphere before the game, do we think the infrastructure around the stadium, if you're talking about maybe restaurants and and some of the stuff you've mentioned that I'm not talking as big as Man City have it, Liam, but um, if I ask you guys, if we, if we had some of this stuff, scaled down to, to our size, obviously, but we have restaurants and things like this in and around the county ground.
2: Would would that help matters, do you think? Can I just, just on that before you do get into it, I, the question you need to ask on that is, yes, if you bring, say if you put like a, a restaurant, you've got bars, things like that, to, to generate revenue for the club, you need to look at your owner and ask whether that extra revenue would be used to bring down your costs in the ground. Because that for me doesn't it, it, you can do whatever you want around the ground, and you can mm-hmm. bring all these extra things in to make revenue. But if it doesn't impact me in the ground, it's not gonna, it, you know, I if I'm if I don't see my price of a pie yeah. go down because they're making a fortune elsewhere, it's yeah, not yeah, gonna I to get, I get the that atmosphere. So I think it's gotta be. It's all about your mo- your owner's motives, and you guys have got a newer owner, haven't you? I think yeah, yeah. yeah, be interesting to see what what the thoughts are there as well.
0: Um, ben, I'll ask you first, but what do you see as the key thing um, in terms of development in or around the county ground? And wider, if we were to bring some of this stuff in, would it help the question about atmosphere?
1: Uh, firstly, you need to sort the ground out to start with. I would. Um, uh, like uh, str- yeah. So the most
0: common complaint I had on Twitter w- was the speakers in every single stand. Like I knew everyone was moaning about the Don Rogers. Every single stand, I got a reply last week to say no one can hear music pre-match. No one knows what the guy on the mic's saying. Not a clue.
1: Yeah, well, your day-to-day, your day-to-day bits just need to be sorted this pre-season anyway. That just goes without question. Just get that done. That's like be- no, right, before any groundwork starts. Obviously, you've got the bank. you need to stick a roof on the bank. Uh, then a
0: roof on the bank.
1: Oh, I do. You get a roof on the bank because then you can either, because personally. I would have home fans home in, um, in the town end and the bank because I want home fans either side behind the goal, sucking in the goal. Because when you've got corner going into injury time and you're, you're attacking your home end, you want your own fans behind the goal, cheering you on, and go, go on get and trying to get that cross in. So I'd have the away fans, give them a bit more of the north stand. Fine, let them have it. That little corner, home fans either side and I'll knock down the town end, build it up. That's the first thing I'd do. Okay. And then i will look to building the hotels and the casinos and whatever Clem wants to do. I'm glad
0: you brought in casino. I'm glad you mentioned casino because obviously where I am, I, I'm I'm very familiar with the setup at, at the Rico and stuff. Mm. Do you think a casino is, is the right sort of thing to to be bringing people in? Um well, see, Liam's already no, no. I say, in, I say casino because you've got bag, right? yeah
1: the Rico Arena, which is like draw dropping. Premier League ground and it's done until recently Cobb no good but um, yeah you know the, the yeah, source, you, so the you, club when you money, say
0: Premier League ground you look at the Rico you look at Spurs' stadium and you think yeah they're very very similar yeah.
1: well you know what I mean though but it's Cobb, Cobb can hold Premier League football oh, at yeah. that stadium and it's got all the frills and spills in it so
2: we, but, we don't even have um, betting kiosks at Valley Parade do you not? No, no, they were removed when when Ryan Sparks came in the CEO. He, he didn't want to encourage gambling. No,
1: it's good
2: um, show. So we 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 literally we used to have them in the, in every stand. There isn't a single you cannot place a bet at Balcarrod. Um, so
1: I yeah, I and I agree with that because it's it's not a it's it's, it's, it's an addiction, isn't it? No, I I do too. You know, I think that's fantastic. I think that's yeah. good.
4: You, can't, you can't bet. They can't scroll anymore, can you either? I don't, I, is there still a betting thing there?
1: I reckon she don't have the facility. They used to. They used it, didn't they? Yeah, what it,
4: was, what it was one bloke with, like, real cream. Put up in the articles and, like, you have to try oh, and catch them after a the match. Years ago! I forgot about I that. Now... But look, to be honest with you, I think the you know the the problem there is is, is your betting apps. It's not the uh, I think that's yeah. what's killing people. It's not it's not it's not old Bert that goes and has a five on McGurdy to score a first goal. It's these buggers that are betting on Malaysian women's football at three o'clock in the morning.
2: Like well you used you really to on, on that there, you mentioned phones, that used to add to the atmosphere. You used to you used to have to wait until half time till the scores came up. Yeah. Yeah. And now now you don't like we we don't put we used to put so like obviously Leeds are our rivals but are our rivals if Leeds were losing it came up and if, if we Big were having a true. quiet moment in the game yeah it, it used to pick the crowd up um, yeah. they don't do that anymore because everyone knows the score everyone's got the phone in the pocket everyone's looking mm-hmm. at the screen. Well All the time they miss what goes on on the pitch.
0: And again I, I think that's a society thing because there was a, a picture that went round um, I think it was yesterday. I can't remember if it came from the the official channels or or if it was a fan that posted, it, but it was about um, just about like a picture of the Swindon fans celebrating the win and like 75% of the people were on their phones. I'm guessing it was probably just after the penalty, they'd like been recording it or whatever. Mm. And uh, but yeah, the picture, 75% of people were on their phones. I'm they, not going to lie to you,
4: guys. They knew it was a penalty, though, didn't they? They knew it was a penalty, 95 minutes. They are all going to get the phones out. If it was spur of the moment, they're not going to be, they're not going to be, no. you know, that. They're, 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 I don't know why, because you get a great, far better video of it or picture of it by watching a lot of the official channels. So why they all think they want to, What's, what's the point it's the same as a concert why are you why, are you, why are you paying to, go to a concert and fucking film it what's what's the point but the I think official that... channels
2: don't pick up the atmosphere i think that's what it is it's it's this thing of being able to show i'll be honest when you guys scored that winner on saturday i've not heard a cheer that loud in a long time at our ground like it was loud i was quite shocked at how loud it was when it went in um you could tell how much it meant to your guys that it's you huge. actually, yeah, that you'd yeah. you'd you'd not played as well as you probably have in a lot of games this season, but you still came away with that win. And like I said earlier, that's the
1: character that's going to get you out of this league. But if you reverse that, if you went to an, an away game and you got a last-minute winner like that, you'd go mental, wouldn't you? Yeah, I'd have my phone out.
0: So um, on the on the question of infrastructure, then Ned, what what do you think the most important thing is? Uh, ben said about fix the fix the day-to-day things and then put a roof on Stratton Bank.
3: Yeah, I mean, if we're talking um, sort of atmosphere-wise, I mean, I you know, more... sounds <laughs> terrible, doesn't it? Um, but it's, you know, you need to have more, you know, alcohol consumed on the property. You need more drinking, you know. <laughs> you know, rather know. than coming down at blooming 30 minutes gone in the first half you know and then queuing up for a drink that you might get before the end of half time i mean if you if you've got you know lots of facility downstairs to cater for that many people that's going to add to the atmosphere and it's going to you know obviously generate more revenue for the club as well um i have got extensive notes as to what i would do (laughs) with the redevelopment i'm not sure if you want me to uh have a little look at that, but um, you know. I'll well, tell you what. Why don't you rattle us off some headlines,
0: and then we can uh, we can always pick it up on a on a wider episode.
3: Okay. Um. So the first thing I made note was the PA system in Don Rogers, because this is. The whole game—it's horrendous. It sounds like someone's, you know, left the gas tap on on the, you know, on your Bunsen burner. <laughs> it <just> sounds <laughs> it's like if, if anyone sparks up a fag in the toilet, my god, the whole place is going to go up. Um, I, I, I think personally, most of the development be done in the Arkles, and that's the only sort of area where they've got enough space to, you know. He, he was very adamant that hotel was was one of the key. Um, things. So um, I think most of the development has to be in the articles because they want to, if they want to redo all of their, uh, um, uh, you know, like the, what's it called? You know, like the the match day, you know, executive sort of stuff. What's that called? Hospitality. hospitality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hospitality. That's the word I'm looking for. Thank you very much. Um, so if we want to sort of bring in the big bucks, you've got to have, you know, excellent hospitality because then you know, people will be, you know, there will never be any vacancies for hospitality. Um, I've put down that I would move the car park to to the, where the, the fence is of the cricket club, you know, where there's a walkway through. Um, I would put a car park in there and then move the town end back, essentially as back as we can possibly go, uh, maybe sort of eating up half of the car park um i would um you know maybe treble the size of the town end um capacity wise and then just well, means
0: you've got to fill it then
3: haven't you well, you have got to fill it but um it's just i you know take into consideration the acoustics everything else because you That's know shocking uh, exactly yeah. so if, if you want an atmosphere. You need to sort of take those kinds of things into consideration. I know that obviously it'll be a, a cost thing at the end of the day, but you know, if, if you've got the acoustics, then even if you're not filling up that stand, it's gonna still gonna sound loud, if that makes any sense. What so... do you
2: charge for season tickets, guys?
1: Mine costs three fifty.
2: Wow. That's that's uh, a lot. Mm. That 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 would help though, you know, for for what you've said there. You know, you extend the the Obviously, you need to fill it. Half your season ticket price and get double the amount in. They've made the same amount of money off season tickets, but they're also gonna make a lot, they're gonna make double on match days from from people spending in the ground, and it's gonna help your atmosphere. That's what we did. Yep. Um we we were getting seven, eight thousand in in League One. We got relegated, we put our season tickets down to £150, we got fifteen thousand.
1: Um makes,
2: that's, that's what we do.
1: Makes sense, but no other chairman does it. No other chairman. we you know that they they rinsed us. Even Clem, we love Clem, but he rinsed us when we played Man City. It cost my twelve uh, year old. Guess how much it cost him to watch Man City? Twenty eight pound.
2: Yeah, it's not good. <laughs> it's that not that good. would solve your issue. That would solve your issue with filling the stand. You know, if you got <laughs> if you're
1: paying at
2: three hundred and fifty pound for a season ticket, or you get what we did, we didn't reduce ours first. We did buy one get one free for the first mm. season, and that got the people through the door. And then at that point. They renewed. We halved the season ticket prices. They renewed. That would help you get that atmosphere. It would help you fill that stand. Uh, but, but I think your thing is you've got to fill what you've got
1: currently before you extend expand upon it. Um,
3: Christian's going for kebab. Kebab. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> but you, well, wouldn't, you wouldn't even need to have it because we're, we're getting 10,000 and the ground currently hold like right, 14 and a half. So it's so that extra 4,000 we need to do. Yeah. So even if you just slashed it by about Knock 100, 100 quid, off. 100 yeah. quid yeah. off, you fill it every week.
2: Knock 100 quid off. Or we, we used to do um, kids, Yeah, if you bought an adult season ticket, the kid one was free.
1: Yeah. Well, Freddy's yeah. one cost a quid. Well, it cost 30 quid, but yeah. Um,
2: things so. things like that. And yeah. But no, I agree. Like when you said about expanding the stands, that's, that's you've got to have the fans. But it was interesting to find out what you charge on season tickets. You charge quite a lot for League Two. Mm-hmm. Or what I think, I think it's quite a lot. But I think I'm probably just a bit privileged with what we pay.
1: That price has been frozen for years as well. So it's been like that for a while. It's not a steady rise. It's, it's a frozen price. We
2: got asked if we'd like ours to go up. Like, <laughs> and we, we, they said, they said, look, would you like to pay more next season? And we'll give, you know, it'll go towards a transfer budget. And people were like, yeah, we'll pay a tenner more. And that were it. So it went up by a tenner or something like that. It was like our, the good thing, our previous tra- chairman, Mark Lorne, came in and that was the first thing he did. He was like, we've got this 25,000-seater stadium. I want it as full as I can. Um so he reduced season ticket. Well, he gave the bow and get a freeze and whatnot. But you get you need to do something like that. Your chairman needs to look at the the overall money off of it. If it's half the price and you get double the season ticket, or if it's hundred quid less and you get four thousand extra, you'll make more money over the season. he's showing his belly on things? No, oh, he's, he's off again, he does
3: that. <laughs> but, I mean, this uh, this this goes into the whole um thing about what I was saying earlier about getting people in early, because if you can get the people in early. You know, get them buying the food, get them buying the drink, you know, and they continue to buy more throughout, then you know, if they have reduced the the season ticket prices, then you get your money back anyway. So um exactly. it, I just yeah. feel that football now uh, days isn't, you know, as I said with Christian before, it's not as as an experience as it as much of an experience as it should be. It's just football leave, you know. You might stop halfway for a piss or a drink or, you know, chips or whatever. But if you make it an experience and you're there for, you know, uh, instead of, you know, being there for, you know, 100 minutes, you're going to be there for maybe 180 minutes because you want to get something to eat because there's something nice on the menu or, you know, have a few drinks with the people that you sit around with, have a good laugh before the game um, and then, you know, be entertained with something else. Then. I mean it's a no brainer. Get people in early, get get pe- get people to buy the merch, get people to to spend their money. Um you know, I just think if we can sort of you know, put something on just to get people in there early, then we can we can then start to, you know, it's not price
2: people out of the game. Yeah. That's the thing. I I don't like getting to the ground early because I know that the longer I'm in that ground the more expensive that day has become (laughs) and that's it's it's that simple you know i buy a a beer's four pound which you know isn't too expensive but it's not a nice beer (laughs) you know the one thing i'll say is it's got better ryan sparks our ceo has come in and he's 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 big on commercial and he's massively massively improved (laughs) That's a big sausage that is a big big sausage um but yeah, I think I think you've got to not price people out of the game, and I think at the minute we are all massively, massively priced out of the game. I didn't just have to budget to go to a game on a Saturday. Yeah. To be fair, I don't now, but that's because of my ties and my connections of what I, I do. But if I wasn't in that situation, if I wasn't fortunate to do that, I'd be, I wouldn't be going every game. Just I couldn't, I couldn't justify it. Yeah. Not when you, not when you losing week in, week out as well. It didn't used to matter when you were losing because the atmosphere was great. Mm -hmm. I'm enjoying it. Yeah, you you, you enjoy. I watched we, we had Colin Todd as a manager and he, he was absolutely dreadful. I watched
1: same, same, yeah, he was shit at us as well. Oh,
2: did you oh you had him as well? we, we oh, had him as he...
1: yeah in the championship it was fucking awful. Yeah, <laughs> like I
2: watched Colin we walked Todd. He watched out on us after
1: half of the season. But we had him two and a half years. And,
2: uh, yeah, he took us down. Well, he got sacked halfway through the third season when we got relegated from League One. I think he
1: brought his kid with him as well, didn't he? Colin Todd. What was his name? Andy Todd. Andy Todd. Yeah, he was a psychopath. <laughs>
0: Played frozen all. Yeah, <laughs> i <is he?
1: Yeah. laughs>
4: I'm, I'm, I'm conscious it's of and the- He was an awful manager. Who's
2: that? <laughs> He's muted again. He's, He's muted, muted himself. Muted.
1: Yeah. Probably best.
2: We can have Stuart. We can have Stuart McCall. You guys next.
1: Yeah. Oh, no. 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 No.
0: I'm conscious of the time and we still have this week's fixtures to preview. So just a quick word, a quickly, um, quickly touch on the women's football at STFC. Um, The regular viewers will notice that once again, Woody is missing in action. He has sent in a little report for me, but um, as this is becoming a current occurrence, I would like um, hashtag where's Woody to start trending if you can and, and just start giving us Imaginary places that you might find him why he's too busy to turn up and do this. So whether you think you've seen him in the aisles at Lidl, whether you think you've seen him at the Kassam, whether you think you've seen him on a bus somewhere, I want to know, where's Woody? Um, But he did send a little report in. His team lost. football. um, Fuck football, it sucks, is what his report says. Um, (laughs) And then he went on to say... Uh, the development team won 3-1 and they're still top of their league. So congratulations to them. Um, there was no first team game and there's no senior games this weekend at all. Um, just his under-16s team who will hopefully be continuing their title charge against Marlborough. So good luck to Woody's under-16s against Marlborough. Liam, um, if you didn't know, Woody was it's Swindon's it's, biggest it's, it's, it's signing it's in March
1: July. Because he's, um, he's, he's in charge of the Swindon Town ladies under-16s team. And he was our only signing in July, because things the club was going on. The only
2: one you were allowed to make. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, it was like... He, the, he, he, got, he, he got, got the, the scarf on the ground. <laughs> the biggest, biggest sign signing by default. like he Yeah,
1: oh, it was official signing and everything. At the club website, brilliant. Love
2: oh.
1: that moment of fame.
0: So this week, um, we've got Exeter away. And then we've got the game that no one's been looking forward to, really. Oldham at home. Um now I don't want to to bring up bad tidings, Liam, but you've played both of these sides in the not too distant past and lost to both of these sides. Uh, so before I ask Ben and, and Ned and and Christian if he's if he's finished being uh, otherwise engaged, um, what their thoughts are, um, what can we expect from these two? I know you had quite an interesting view before we started recording on on which of the two sides might cause the uh, the tougher test.
2: Yeah, I, I stand by it. I think. Um based on what I've seen we've played Exeter five times this season Um, we played them twice in the league we played them in the FA Cup at home we drew we played them away they feel they brought on a sixth substitute and we had to go back down and play them again Um, (laughs) Oldham are going to be a bigger threat for you than than Exeter are Oldham are playing some very, very nice football at the minute. They lost on Saturday to Carlisle to a last-minute goal. Um, Everyone beats Carlisle, though.
1: Everyone beats yeah. Carlisle. Uh, if we say
2: that, but, say that, we can't think of a team that's beaten
1: recently. It's a problem. Um, we are but, 3-0. I, we did. We, we sacked their manager. Get on with Kirby. Clapping all four sides. But, is well, thanks, food for, that. Thank, thanks yep. for that. Thanks
2: Because, you know, now they've gone on a blinding run and they're going to turn us off at last game of season. <laughs> uh, but, no, I think, I think Exeter... I think Exeter and you guys will be close, but I think I think Oldham will be a tough one. You've got the John Sheridan side of things as well for you guys. You've got that you've got to deal with, but I think they, they're going to be ready for that game. You know, they, at this stage, they've got nothing to lose. You know, they they are... It's it's kind of out of their hands. We, we've said this on our podcast. It's Oldham can obviously win as many games as they want, but unless the teams above them slip up, it makes no difference. So, mm. you know, Oldham... Are going to come all guns blazing at you, and 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 we played them at the beginning of the season, and they were terrible. Played them a few weeks ago, and they were phenomenal. And we we didn't give them the credit they deserve. We because we played bad, we were very very bad. But it, every time Andy Cook got the ball, they have three men on him. Like they were so organized, so they'll they'll find McCurdy. They will put three men on McCurdy. Every time he gets the ball, he'll be surrounded. He'll, I think he'll struggle. Watch him score a hat trick now. Um <laughs> but, yeah. I think you know the wheels are going to come off for Sheridan at some stage. I think Saturday was just a blip. After I don't think that that'll be the, the game where the wheels come off for him. But yeah, I think out of the two, you'll you'll not like the Oldham game. Okay. In comparison.
0: No, I appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, so let's let's briefly then look at tomorrow first, Ben. Um, Exeter. Mm.
1: Always a always a difficult game. Well, it's made a little bit harder because, as Liam just said about McCurdy, unfortunately, McCurdy is suspended for the next two games thanks to his booking on Saturday. That was his tenth booking, so he and it misses, serves
2: him right.
1: And he misses that. Um, <laughs> he misses the old, uh, uh, He misses big game Tuesday and the game on uh, on the game on Saturday. Um, it's gonna be tough with all the injuries that we've got and the suspensions. So it's gonna to have to be another rejig of formation. We're gonna to have to bring Baldry back uh, to start, possibly Conroy as well, depending on how injured Odie Adameo Ad- is. Um we just have a little bit of a rejig. Is it worth starting Jack Payne? You know, he's such a player, but is it worth risking him? I think maybe just give him a longer stint in the second half rather than start him. So we're gonna, it's gonna be quite a weak starting lineup. Um no we don't have any natural wing if, if we pull um Ian Dolo to the left uh, left wing back out of it's the been playing
0: midfield, so well you know
1: playing so well midfield so who do you who do you stick cuz we now got one fullback we really need to sign this egbo um yeah so we, we're actually this is a horrible time i really could do with tuesday off because of the injuries we've got at the minute. And we're a bit short on our striking options. Uh, we've got Williams. Uh, I think we'll go with two up front. Williams is number 10, number one, uh, Davison up front, and we'll go back to five three two. And we'll have just like the three midfield and just pack the defense. And hope we need one.
0: Um, in your like, like, are you gonna go with your head or your heart? Win, draw, or loss?
1: I think we'll lose three 0 <clears throat> <clears throat> Wow. I think I Ned? think we'll get I think we'll get undone.
3: Um, I mean, I, I was just checking because obviously, I just wanted to have some form of knowledge before speaking. But um, I mean, the last time—I mean, bar the last game—the last time they lost was uh, New Year's Day, which doesn't <laughs> bode well. Um, uh, I mean, I mean, we're 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 so short on talent um, in the league. That is, um, we're so short on talent, uh, and if we're playing if we're playing Jaden Mitchell Lawson up front then i mean that tells you everything you need to know about us scoring mm. against Exeter i i think the best we can hope for is possibly a draw um maybe a 1-1 draw maybe an own goal <laughs> guys I'm not, I'm not liking all this all this negativity christian can you be
0: the positive one and and tell me reasons why we could win tomorrow as
4: long as you tell me there's no <laughs> why Johnny Williams can't play tomorrow and Saturday is he suspended or is he got? No, a Johnny little... Williams
1: can play. He just Williams doesn't can't... play two games in a week because he's Johnny Williams. Well,
4: well I'm not his... being funny. I'm not being funny, but he's going to have to fucking play two games in a week, isn't he? You know, he's not. You know, we've had Michael Doughty. Michael Doughty, I'll play when I want or train when I want. But you know? it's
1: not. It, it's medical know. is the reason. If he breaks down, he's out for a month. Then we're fucked.
4: <laughs> well, why is he going to break down?
1: Because he's got a history of breaking down.
4: Yeah, but well, he, he's,
0: he's, I'm sure he can play two games in a That's why he's... But
1: it, it, no, he can do. He can do, but not... Uh, not Like, you can't keep doing it because he, he will break down again. That's why he's playing League Two football now is because he's injury prone. If he wasn't injury prone, he wouldn't be in this league. We all know And that. it's... Don't forget, it's three games in a week as well. isn't yeah, it's, it's not, three games in a week, sorry. Games. Three games in a week. So you're looking like 270 minutes. You're looking for him to do. I bet you he breaks down within that period uh, at some point. So it,
4: they
1: do he's just going to minute. do it. you signed. does do fitness tests? Before you <laughs> yeah, he, I, well, he, he doesn't. Yeah, he, he plays, you know what, all season. He's played either 60 minutes or he's come on for the last 30. He's done that all season he's played one. odd 90 minutes he planned the odd 90 minutes and when he's played 90 minutes he's not played at all the following the following game at all and that he's been managed and because of that he's not had a long term injury if you start flogging him at the most important time of the season at the start of the run in we're about to go into the run in and he gets injured one of our best attacking players when we got all these other injuries
4: stupid you might. Yeah, but needs first. If, you, if you haven't got McCurdy, you have to step up for two games.
1: No, he's got, he's got to step up. And then oh, when McCurdy when, when
4: comes back, he can, he, can, he can sit and do fuck all for a game. He can have a game off. You know, do what he wants to do. But I think the next two games, you're going to have to. I mean, that's simple, right. So, it's I didn't realise McCurdy was suspended. I've, so I've been working this weekend and I've not even been able to bloody follow the football. It's been a nightmare, to be honest with you. Yeah, I've really missed it. And I didn't realise McCurdy was suspended. So I was going to say it's a four-point week, but I don't know which where the draw and where the win's coming from. Based on what you... Based on McCurdy being out, as much as I don't like the silly little boy... Um, it's a two-point week. It's two draws. We're going to be going to draw two games. Okay. Um.
0: <laughs> so no, I, I I led you in with the question. Can you be the positive one?
1: The the short answer was no, no, no. no. <laughs>
0: Let's win
1: um, for us. What do you <clears> think? <throat> <mean?
0: laughs> I mean. I'm going to have to say we'll win, just so that one of the Swindon fans says we're going to win, aren't I? Even if I don't necessarily believe it myself, I'm going to have to say that we will win two-one, just because none of you gave us better than a draw. So we will win two-one against Exeter, and that's I, all that I think saying. you'll win. Thank you, Liam. Actually,
4: not saying I think
2: you'll
4: win. We've been to we've been to Forest Green, though, haven't we? With a, with a team of bloody misfits and 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 one there. Yep. So and that was on the plane. telly in front of hundreds of yeah. people. Yeah. And, 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 and lads, when we predict a loss or a draw or we're all negative, it always goes the other way. So, we're yeah, I mean,
0: that's something else. We're, we're, we're notoriously,
2: <laughs> notoriously bad at predicting. So, yeah. we, so, we, so, we, on ours, every time we, we, we started our podcast and said, all them are down. All went on a blinding <laughs> run and got out. Then we said Carlisle are down. Carlisle have gone on three-on-bounce and they're out. So now I'm saying Oldham are down because I don't want Oldham to go down. So I'm sticking with Oldham are down so that they just proved me wrong. Um, and Bradford aren't going to make the playoffs.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, let's talk Oldham then, Ben. And it's been a subject that that's we've been trying to skirt around since he got the job. But the game's finally on the horizon. Um, I'm just hoping the fans behave themselves. Really, I mean, there, there was a bit of banter about what could happen, but I, I genuinely believe it would not surprise me in the slightest if there was a couple of hundred inflatable dinosaurs.
1: no there oh, yeah, there's going to be. I think um, I think the GWS are planning um, uh, GWR, sorry GWS. Where did I get that from? GWR are planning uh, some TFO and blow up dinosaurs to all blow up. And I know it's it's the it's the red and blue or whatever it is they've got it. Well, they've invited a load of, um, uh, of people anyway. Free giving away lutte t- t- tickets to load of the social services people and you know, police and, and hospitals and all that. So it's going to be a, it's going to be red hot. There's going to be loads of people paying that little bit behind the dugouts. is going to be rammed for the fans, just giving pelters to Sheridan. Like from start to finish, he's going to love it by the way, because he's going to say he'll love it, he'll absolutely love it by the way, because the whole thing is going to be aimed because all last season the fans didn't have any opportunity to vent at the absolute shite we went through last season. So, this is our opportunity. So, it is (laughs) written they shit out 1 0. Hallam Hope, (laughs) who played for us last season, to nip it, but I'm still confident that someone will come back fully fit that say like, you know, maybe Louis Barry or someone will come in and I still stand by old them as shit. They've got shit players and they just got momentum at the moment. And even though Sheridan can only take them so far and they come up stuck in a six pointer against Carlisle and hopefully that's it for them. And they do some stupid things. They've got the players like Hallam Hope, He's average, he's terrible. He played for us last season. Um, who's that midfielder as well? They've got who they played for us last year. I've got his name is so rubbish, but he's he's well, he, he's like he, he, they, they like he's rubbish and they've got rubbish players, and they're gonna get relegated because Sheridan's a twat. <laughs> <laughs> Do you feel
2: better for that?
1: He's, like been, he's been holding that <laughs> in for a long time,
2: hasn't he? He's been holding and you could sense the anger there.
1: Don't like John
2: Sheridan. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Sorry. No. <laughs> <don't>
2: unbelievable. <laughs>
0: unbelievable. Uh, Ned, what's your thoughts on the
3: game? Oh, it's going to get blue now, guys. <laughs> oh, if he starts playing nice football, it's going to really After piss Last me off.
1: season's Dirty. Was, it, was filthy, so it was so shit. It so
3: shit. Hoof it up to
1: Brett Pittman to run like a chicken and try and chase it. And he's fat.
3: He can't run. Yeah, <laughs> it's just it's just one-dimensional. You know, Can spiderman. I just um... all the players telling you know saying about how he was tactically inept and didn't tell the players what they're supposed to be doing and no one no one goes on the pitch knowing what they're supposed to do. To to go from that to you know to fucking John Sheridan winning games now. Oh, he's playing the best football. Fuck off
2: players are Where
3: always going to do that, that last for. year you
2: can honestly uh, but, but but that you've just said players are always going to do that they're always going to blame the outgoing manager it doesn't matter he might have been doing everything right they're going to blame it the, because they're the ones that have got to stay
1: he john he john sharrad um sorry i tell you. who was a previous manager before them um wellens wellens had us playing wellens ball at the time high press a ball on the floor, really good, interesting football, right, and then, on I the, know, football's good and TK hated it, Now John Sheridan, shouty, angry, hoof is right, I know you've got the players to technically really good football, I'm going to change all that and we're going to play hoof long ball, we're just going to hoof it down to Haddon Hope, we're going to hoof it to, Jed, uh, to Pittman, and he's going to hold it, and then you're just going to work off that. And that's the way we're going to play. I'm going to give back our best little player from Arsenal. We're just going to send him back. Even though he's the most creative player that we've got, we're just going to give him back to Arsenal. They're not going to ask him. We're just going to send him out, even though he's our best player. And all the players we're going to buy, we're going to sign a player in January, and he's going to leave the same month because the ground is so toxic. We're going to sign a goalkeeper who's going to beg his own club to take him back and fake an injury for their goalkeeper because the club is so toxic, thanks to toxic John. So, uh,
0: <laughs> I just want to, as as I'm the only one here, with, with the exception of Liam, who's who's probably, I'm sure, really enjoying this.
2: I love seeing, I love seeing other fans getting at each other. It's 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 just nice to not be on the receiving end. <laughs> <laughs> I just want
0: to, I just want to point out, in in response to something you said, Ben that really shit midfielder whose name you can't remember i have put in the chat it was missalou is the name that you're was looking the for up.
1: the one the one we got from northampton kicked out re- yeah. rejected yeah. from yeah and, um, and we picked him up.
0: if 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 you could just take a moment and get off that high horse of yours ben it was actually ned who was telling us his horse. Oh, i'm so sorry, ned 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 <laughs> Sorry. sorry. <laughs> ned,
1: ned. Ned, I, i'm going to shut I'm going to shut up now i'm sorry ned <laughs> Stage is yours, fella. Never got himself sorry, all mate. amped up. He just
0: started, and then Ben went, "Yes, it's
3: shit." <laughs> <laughs> Ned, I am so sorry, brother. Eddie. You, you crack on. That's all right. <laughs> <laughs> Ben's missus going crazy in the background there. Thank you very much. Much appreciated. Um, right, so I agree mostly with what Ben said about the players. Um, you don't
2: dare not. Yeah,
3: <laughs> Stay away. Um, I do like, and I said this last time when we played him, I do like that Kuto, their right back, young right back. I thought he was decent. He was really. He's going to have a bright future, and hopefully, we'll get him off him when they get relegated. Really um, <laughs> 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 Sorry, Liam. Uh, <laughs> but um, I like, you know. When he's playing well, that Bambula, I, I really like him as well. But he's he's been off the boil. I'm not sure how he's been playing in the last in the last few. Liam, has he been all right in the last few, or was he not? Uh, been he playing? was out
2: injured. He was out injured against us. As far right. as I remember, as far as I remember, he was out injured because they had they had a couple out injured and they still putting a this is this was the thing. They still putting a very very nice performance. Um, I-
3: and um, the centre back as well. What's his name? Uh, 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 Piergiani. I really like him as well. I think he's a decent centre back, and he, we should we should get what, him as well.
0: What worries me slightly, and and I don't mean this to sound in any way disrespectful, Ned, but given that you're like adopted our chief scout role of the pod, and you're recommending all the defenders for a team that we're saying could get relegated.
3: Yeah. No, but their the right backs decent. And their centre backs decent. You know, one of their centre backs decent. Their the goalkeeper of...
0: must be fucking dreadful. Yeah, the, re- the
3: rest of their team is shit. <laughs> fucking rubbish, right? <laughs> and I, and they got a shit manager. <laughs> <laughs> so have
2: fifty-one goals this season, and you're <laughs> cherry picking their defence.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Honestly, you know, when you watch, you know, they. Certainly, when we played them and I watched them before we played them, Pierciani he wins everything in the air. But yeah, the problem is he just let down him, just let down by yes. everyone else around him. But <laughs> everyone's played the ball on the floor. It's <laughs> <laughs> got no legs. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, uh, banner aside, they're shit. We'll win. I think form goes out the window for this one. We it's just not a derby. Feet. No, no, it no, feels like one, we, though, though, doesn't it? I'm it, 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 feels, feels it really like does. One. feel like a derby. You can tell
2: that you guys are more passionate about this game coming up than you were going into ours. You know, you guys were on, our, on the on the on the city event last week, and you weren't this passionate about coming up to play us as you are about this game coming up. You can tell that there's a lot of anger and animosity, and like you say, you didn't have the chance to, to, to vent that last season. Um, we didn't have that with McCall. McCall had us 23rd in League Two and got sacked, so we didn't have the chance to to, mm, yeah. to, 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 to tell him that.
3: If someone yeah, said
2: well, a that... thing that uh, some of our fans still wanted him back this time as well, sure. it, it, Do you know
3: what wait. I mean? If someone said, "Oh, McCall's gone to Leeds and they've started to win their first six games or whatever it is," yes, again, let's like, it <laughs> I, I, I get the point, but let's you know, it's not like
0: he's gone to Oxford or or he replaced Joey Barton at Bristol Rovers and he's doing. It. He's gone to. We don't care about Oldham really. We're only no, no, caring no. because it's him.
4: If yeah, McCall exactly. went to
2: Leeds and did that, I'd be laughing because I'd know what was coming. <laughs> <laughs> he once he once won six games for us. Yeah, we went. <laughs> we, McCall took us. We went unbeaten at home an entire season for McCall, um, and he's still the worst manager I've ever seen at Bradford City. Wow.
1: He's CK, not managing McCall.
4: Man. You, you have Paul Jewell as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we had Paul, Paul Jewell.
1: Jewel. Yeah, Paul Jewell. Took, took us to the Premier League. Yeah, Paul Jewell was he was quite good, didn't he? Yeah,
4: man, know. what I was saying earlier. No hungry, no passion for it anymore. Phil Brown. Gosh, there you go. Paul, Paul Jewell
2: lives it. ten minutes away from our ground. He, he, he's, he's a local lad. He's very, very he lives right near our ground. Um yeah. He's our he's a
3: crook. Paul, he was was. Um, um Christian, do you know who the manager was before Paul Jewell? For him yeah, for us, yeah, for for Bradford.
2: This is a bit of knowledge. See, see, I'm saying, you know, but see, Cammy. the others not. Yeah.
3: Cammy. Yeah, it was Cammy. They won the um, second division playoffs as well with him. Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. I think mean, yeah. he walked away from it all. Didn't it? Well, I think he lost his job, which
4: was unfair or something. And then he went into media and never went back. He's right, just I, announced I, he's leaving Sky Sports soccer Saturday, isn't he?
1: Yeah, he is. They're impressive. all leaving
4: out there. They're all leaving.
3: Um, I mean, I, I would love to have heard him in the changing room. Now. Yeah, <laughs> I would love to hear him in the changing room. <laughs> yeah. My God, you know, <laughs> just like rambling and stuff. I, I, I don't reckon he that. ever
2: got given the Bradford job. I just think he turned up at the wrong place <laughs> one day and then just <laughs> no, one dared, no one dared say no to him and he stayed.
0: Um, ben, before I let CK have his say on the Olden game, is there anything you want to add now that Ned's finished? <laughs> uh,
1: I've calmed down a bit now. I just got up. My prediction, anyway, is 2 0 Swindon.
0: Uh Ned.
3: Um I, I'm not sure where the goals are coming from, but two one. Two one. We'll beat them. Okay. I'd not have...
0: uh, Christian, what are you thinking for, for game on Saturday?
4: <clears throat> Honestly, I don't know, Fifey. I really don't know. And that's why I've said two points from the two games is going to be a draw, isn't it? Um depends what 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 town team we see, to be honest with you. Sometimes they're up for it. We've seen them up for it. Who'd we beat? 5-0? be well,
1: Walsall, Walsall. Walsall, Walsall, Walsall beat for, uh, Forest Green and then Tranmere, uh, and they got stuffed uh, by five by us.
4: Yeah, and the new manager and they're doing really well mm. because they got rid of that bloody one-season chap we had, weren't it, Matty Taylor? He was their manager, weren't he?
2: Beat Hartley as well since of Walsall. Mm. You, you guys were the blip for them. Mm.
4: Yeah, but you know, we can go out and we can go out and play like that with no shackles on or we could be what we have been for about 3 or 4 years which is absolutely fucking dire at home. <laughs> even the, even the season Liam, the season we won the league, the well, you know, with the Asterix. it was only yeah, it was only a bloody fourth division, but the season where we won the league we were crap at home then as well. We we were still capable of losing. I think just before the the the, the, the league shut down and they just gave it us by default. <laughs> then we lose three one or three 0 at home to Forest Green or something. And that yeah, was our last game, yeah.
1: We lost last game two 0 Forest Green, but we hadn't were <laughs> top for four months straight. To be fair, uh,
4: this league
2: yeah, is just games, it, yeah. it, it, it. It's a trash league. Yeah. It, it really it is. is a trash
1: league. It is awful. It is awful,
4: mate, Can I come and join your podcast instead of this one, mate? You well, seem I mean, stupid. to be fair, what what
2: you but what you've said there, you said earlier, you don't count League Two. Um, you know, getting promotion in League Two as a thing. If you don't count that, you guys ain't achieved anything since 1999 because you've been in League One and League Two, and you obviously haven't gone above it since. <laughs> you might want to start counting League Two because it doesn't look like you're getting anything else anytime soon. <laughs>
4: I never will, mate. I never will.
2: <laughs> so I'll take a league to win. I'll take it. I, I've, I've never seen us win a league.
4: So, so I, I, I live. I live I Leicestershire, see, Liam, I and see, uh, have
0: obviously I. I a minute, Christian. So I live. I live Leicester, and uh, obviously I've, I've been up here many years now. I was up here the year they won the Premier League and stuff, and and we have this conversation a lot, and they, they talk about club v country debates and. And you know, it, Leicester fans would the, did they want to go and win the Champions League next? Were they happy with Europa League? And now they talk about Brendan Rodgers. What sort of—I'm like, you think you've got problems? I've never even seen my team play in the Championship.
2: Well, is, never uh, mind so, the Champions
0: League.
2: Right. So this was the thing when Man United got when Fergie left United, and David Moyes came in halfway through that season. There were Man United. There was a Man United fan in China that was on suicide watch <laughs> because—and I—and do you know what we did that season? He was on suicide watch because they were, I think, eighth in the league. We lost five nil in a Capital One Cup final and released a DVD. Get on an open top bus tour. <laughs> like, we lost five nil. <laughs> he thinks he's got it, but we said we lost five nil and people were like, "Oh, well, you're not embarrassed?" Like, no, was I? Yet we shouldn't have been there. <laughs> we we
1: were we got a nosebleed. Tremendous we got effort, now It was blind. I was cheering you on when you smashed Chelsea as well. It's like well, the Ch-
2: Chelsea, the, the the Mourinho, like. He The thing is, he set that up for us, Mourinho did, because in the day before in his press conference, they said to him, what will happen if you lose? He said, it'll be a disgrace if I lose this game. And that was our team talk done. Yeah. Um. But for, for me, Phil Parkinson is obviously at Wrexham now. People talk about Paul Jewell because he took us to the Premier League. Paul Jewell had Premier League money. Phil Parkinson yeah. had a League Two budget and what he did in the League Two. Yeah, for me, best manager we've ever had. I think he's yeah. phenomenal.
0: Well, Liam, I'll leave the, the final thoughts for this episode with you. you. You've been very generous with your time to to stay on and, and discuss a variety of topics. We've spoken about our views for our two games this week. Let us know just a, a, an overview. What, what are you thinking for your next? Is Forest Green next? Do you have a midweek game?
2: Yep. No, 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 no. No midweek game. Um, Forest Green on Saturday. Forest Green, for me, are in a blip at the minute. I, I think it would be, yeah, I think it would be just like us to go... From The run we've been on and turnover forest green on Saturday, you know, we they, they couldn't beat us earlier in the season. I think we drew one all or two all, um, and we were the better team on the day. So, I think we'll beat them. We've got Hartlepool next Tuesday, that will be a draw purely because the other lad who does the podcast with me is a Hartlepool fan. We're going up for three days. Um, I'm not seeing my team beat Hartlepool this season, I assure you that because I'm just
1: not lucky enough. The monkey hangers. Yeah. Well listen,
0: thank thank you very much again for your time. And and to you, Jed. Um, if anyone watching or listening to this gets the chance, check out um Lower League Look. That's Liam's podcast as well. Um that they, they've got some, he was telling us before we start recording, they, they've got some plans for the rest of this year. Yeah. <laughs> it, it'll be an entertaining watch and listen. Um, but Ben, Ned, Christian, thank you as always for your time. And until next time, it's goodbye from us.
3: Cheers, guys. Cheers, Liam.
2: Bye guys, cheers, guys. Yeah. Cheers.